Panago Pizza presents S-D-P-P, the Steve Dangle Podcast, with your hosts, Steve Dangle, Adam Wilde, and Jesse Blake. Let's go! Are we quite confident that there's no Pure Later truck outside? Let me... Nope, it's blinds it's, down day. Oh, is it blind? Oh, it's blind down day. Yeah, We're good. Yeah, oh, okay, yeah. so the weekday show is blinds up day. No, it just uh, just goes with the wind. Whatever you know? Jesse, the visor, Blake, yeah, it's decides. whatever. It's whatever the wind tells me. I listen to it each morning. I get out my my wind stick. I raise it to the sky, mm-hmm. and whichever way it blows, it tells me what to do with the blinds. Jesse, can you paint with all the colors of the mountain? Colors I can. of the wind, oh. Adam. Oh, you gotta, damn it. You gotta. <laughs> Haven't you ever seen Pocahontas or owned Lion King on VHS? Steve, you are really excited about something today. There's something you're missing right now that's happening on YTV. Yeah. Oh, there's... On, by the way, YTV, for everybody who doesn't know, is Canada's Nickelodeon. Yes, essentially. Basically, except cooler. And they used to have a host named Phil, and it was great. And Video and Arcade Top 10. Oh, and today, they have a Toy Story marathon, and I'm freaking missing it to do this show, and it's garbage. Now, if only, nah. if only one could get Toy Story on demand. You couldn't possibly. Could could do a marathon you if you could only get it on demand. Couldn't be me. Well, Disney Plus isn't out yet. True. So. Yeah, we don't, idiot. But you can always <laughs> buy it on, like, Apple all right. Uh, on iTunes, they okay. have a download. This is you can rent it, man. I don't buy things. Yeah, well, you, you know, you would buy you're buying a digital thing, right? Yeah. You're a I digital just, thing. Listen, yeah. there's something different. <laughs> there's something about watching a marathon on TV that more justifies your cereal eating and pajama wearing. I know. There's like an hour added onto it because of the commercials. That's what's different. That's what's different. Yeah. Yeah. Also, yeah. <laughs> listen, all right? I'm going to be a boomer about this. <laughs> and say the television's better. No. I'm going to say it. Back in my day. Back in my day. That's a tough take, man. Yeah. Is that the road you want to go Back down? Back in my day. When it, and this, <laughs> this is how I changed the channel. I had the remote. My Nona used to have like this box with a oh, switch had, on it. She that, had the uh, the joystick remote? No, not even joystick. Like, like I, I don't even know how to describe it. It looked like... This thing, it was mm-hmm. a it was a rectangle, basically. It was a giant box, and it had like this little lever on it, starting at like channel one and then channel thirty or whatever. And you'd wow. go. <laughs> my my parents it. had a TV at at our cottage that had only thirteen channel inputs, so you could only get cha- now at the cottage you could get two channels back then, right? Uh, because we had an antenna, but you'd have to like go up to the TV and switch them. CBC and, we and had what a, we had a CBC and I think like a fuzzy global. Oh, okay. um, or okay. TVO. TVO was always one of the... Uh, yeah, because you have to get TVO, yeah. right? TVO and CBC you have to get no matter what. Because a public broadcaster as well, right? Yes, and, it is. Got to have shows about sock puppets at the cottage. True. And uh, and in the basement, I don't know what it was about everybody's basement back then, but they always had the TV with the wood around it. Mm-hmm. Oh, the big, dude, I had that. So you opened it up and it, or you turned it on and went thunk. Yeah, and like the screen just blew. <laughs> like it was this loud yeah. thing. Yeah. Like you're anyway. We're sounding real. Old I remember right now. video games. You had to change it to channel three. Yes. when you turn it on, yes. there was no there was no HDMI no. input. It's just no. channel three. <laughs> I remember the first time I had to do an input. I was like, what? Yeah, I have to do what? You ever had to blow into a cartridge? Oh yeah, yeah. a bunch of people watching or like, what's a cartridge? <laughs> <laughs> hey, those were when games had slow load times. Like the mm-hmm. load times oh. were non-existent. They were the Nintendo games were amazing for mm-hmm. that. There were you ever have a game that took too long to load and you're like, 
All right. Well, I know that's too long, so I'm going to turn it off and start over. Yeah. yeah. I had that. Now um, games can load literally, like if you're in a big world like GTA, they're loading in real time around you. You're yes. just walking through the world. You don't even realize it's, it. It's wild. Yeah. That was wild. my biggest uh, contention with Grand Theft Auto V, by the way, is just the load times were so bad. Yeah. But they fixed it with Red Dead Redemption 2. Mm-hmm. It's Red pretty Dead good. Redemption 2, okay, so there's a guy, so there's obviously clickbait guy who we talked about. There's another guy I think is, is <laughs> What happens name. when you shoot guy you can't shoot in the game? You, he doesn't what happens do is you cannot do the thing this video is about. <laughs> what I love about that is he got like 500,000 views for that. Okay. He's legitimately rich off of lies, like just lies. Oh, he's not the like only that. one. Yeah. <laughs> There's like, an entire it. channel dedicated to a guy who's traveled back from the future. Apparently. That is at least performance <laughs> art and not just it is wasting people's art. time. There's another guy named Fiji who, like, all he does is Fiji? Video. I think it's Fiji. Like F-I-Z-H-Y, I think. Oh. I don't know. Okay. Um, and all he does is, like, video game videos, and mm-hmm. a lot of them are about Red Dead Redemption 2, and he's been making them for I don't even know how long. I guess... The, the year that the video game has been out. Mm-hmm. And he's like, hey, so there's this cabin that I didn't know existed and just discovered. Because the map is just so ridiculously vast. Yeah, Right. How I do think, we get here? <laughs> I think we should start making NHL videos about things you can't do in NHL. Like, mm. hey, oh. here's how you can bring on a basketball onto the NHL and throw it at the goalie. <laughs> and then we don't do it in the video. Vince Carter like on that. the Leafs? <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it's always the YouTube, like... And, it, and uh, he's dunking a puck into a net. <laughs> into a basket that's on the ice. Like uh, there's super goalie mode? Where you yeah. light on fire and Whoa. you're also the goalie? Whoa. 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 Is Austin Matthews actually listening to you when he does that listen celebration? This yeah. game contains my mom. <laughs> <laughs> like, you can go into the stands and have a hot dog? <laughs> what? what? <laughs> and it's just very clearly a poorly photoshopped, like, Mitch Marner in the third row, like, uh. <laughs> with a hot dog that's just, like, huge on his hand. Mr. Liar. Man, you know what, man? It's like, all about the headlines. Now, yeah. uh, let's get to one of them, which is who wore the crown. As we always right. know, and as we always tell you, live generously and life will treat you royally. Why not pour yourself? Excuse me, Steve. Why not pour yourself a friend? Why not? <laughs> pour yourself and a friend a crown roll because we're going to talk about who wore the crown. Every week we do this. Every show we do this, and it's about the player that gives the most to the Leafs in the last game, in the last couple of games, depending upon how long it's been since we last did a show. Because you crown the Leaf that lives generously, giving it all for the team. It's brought to you by our friends at Crown Royal. Live generously. Life treats you royally. Uh, royally excuse me. And let's get into it. Steve! Uh, there, are, hmm, a, there are at least two people uh, else, two others, who mm-hmm. I think could deserve the crown. But I'm, I'm going to go ahead and give one, perhaps a generous one. To Jason Spezza. I like that. He keeps taking penalties, and I think Mike Babcock might actually drive him to the moon and leave him there soon. <laughs> but he finally scored his first as a Leaf last year to tie the game. Uh, or last year, last night. Um, he got a very generous assist on the first goal, but an assist nonetheless. And in a shootout where they needed a goal, mm-hmm. Toot Sweet, he scored a beautiful move 
to remind everyone that even though his feet aren't as quick as they used to be, his hands are beautiful. Sure are. Uh, no one needed that performance more than Jason Spezza, so I'm going to give it to Jason Spezza. It's really nice of you considering Jason Spezza took two costly penalties last night. Yeah. But we'll get into that a little bit later. Listen, I'm happy to, to see Jason Spezza doing well. Did you know he scored that goal, the Mikhaev goal? I thought it was, no, I thought it was him. Until, you thought it was Spezza? No, I thought it was Mikhaev. Sorry. Okay, okay. Because yeah. until the, I woke up this morning, I went to bed thinking that Mikhaev scored that goal. Well, because the, the the camera went straight to Spezza because the I mean the director is just guessing in mm-hmm. real time like we are mm-hmm. except they have to make an actual decision and they decided Spezza yeah yeah it was weird Super and they guess more right. opportunity Spezza might not yeah well <laughs> and we'll get to that um, I'm gonna give mine to the right-handed defenseman that the Leafs have needed for probably seven years eight years ten years. 15 years, it Justin is. Hall. Yep. There it is. Justin Hall is the best right-handed defenseman on the team right now. And that includes Tyson Berry? Yes. Not necessarily skill-wise, but he is the best guy in-game action right now, who's, bar none. Who spent more money this season than Tyson Berry? Oh, yeah. It's not. Now, we're talking, we were talking like $8 million bucks a year. If he gets, like, like what was it? What, Jake Gardner, they were saying, was going to be a $6 million guy, right? He could have. But because of his I think the Habs back. offered him that. Yeah, but I mean, I think he took the extra year to go to Carolina and be in a quieter market and all those sorts and of things. And he waited. Uh, and he waited, which I think the agent would never admit, but I think that hurt him. I think he should have signed the... It always does. You, you, yeah, you don't want to wait past day three. Because you're no longer dealing with a pool of 31 teams. You're dealing with, I don't know, the eight that can afford you. <laughs> and he also had a back injury at the end of last season, which yep. scared a lot of teams off. But when he was healthy... Uh, they were talking last year like he was a six or seven million dollar defenseman uh, for five six years. Mm-hmm. Tyson Berry came into this year, same thing. Now, if Tyson Berry turns it around, I'm sure he'll be back to. I bet he will. But yeah. Tyson Berry has spent some money. We were talking about him hitting sixty points, and uh, that ship is very quickly sailing away. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And uh, you have to wonder, um, you have to wonder why because he's playing with, except for last night. Playing with the Leafs' best defenseman, Jake Muzzin. Best defensive defenseman, for sure. Like, he should be allowed to do what Tyson Berry does, and yet... And, and there was probably a few other things to go around with, but Justin Hall, that's that should be the focus. Justin Hall has been consistent, he's been great, and he's been the guy that they should have had last year. Now... You know, at the time, I was like, is Justin Hall good enough? I remember saying on this show, like, Steve, you, you were complaining about the fact that he was he was a ghost, right? He wasn't playing. Like, what's are you going to use this he guy or not? He wasn't a hockey player. He wasn't a hockey player. And then he came in, didn't look good. And I said, well, listen, if he doesn't look good, even when he comes in, that's his job. He's got to look good. So, how? however, yeah. you were right. Sustained action. The guys looked very, very strong. Oh, I wrote him off. And somehow... But during the preseason, well, I wrote yeah. him off. He and wasn't even an Tim, option. Timoshoff, too. I'd written Timoshoff off. Dead yep. wrong. Yep. But it's nice to see a guy like him mm-hmm. prove that you can work your way back into Mike Babcock's good graces over the course of time. It just takes 18 to 24 months. <laughs> now, Justin Hall, you get Dude, my Josh crown. Josh Levo, too. It took Josh Levo like three years. Yeah. And then by the time Babcock was like, oh, he's a good player, he got traded. Yeah. Well, he had to. I uh, know. Jesse. This week. This must be a tough choice for you. This it, is going to be your it, toughest crown yet. Yeah, I, I don't struggle, know how you're going to do this. I one, struggle but, with uh, handing out this crown every every episode. It's do uh, you? I think about it a lot. Mm-hmm. I go home. I reference back to the beginning of the podcast. I take out the wind stick. I see where the wind's going, mm-hmm. and the wind's always pointing at Willie. Especially, especially after last night. <laughs> okay. Especially when, after last 
When right. Mike Babcock decided to take the old man Leafs fan take and make Willie his whipping boy. Boomcock. Boomcock? Because <laughs> he's a boomer. <laughs> I think that What's could be a lot of things. What's wrong with the name Boomcock? I think that could be a lot of things, Steve. I think out of context, that could be problematic. But anyway, continue. I, I don't get it! I don't understand what Mike Babcock thinks is going to be accomplished by benching William Nylander. Why not? Why? Why would not? He do it. Oh, not why not. It's why. It's not. It's clearly not going to be a motivator to make him play better, because mm. he's an adult and a hockey player, and he knows how to play hockey. And in one possession, there was a player beat him around the corner because he went there and he got lazy. Now, to be fair, play. it's the slowest player. Uh, to be this. fair, in that play, Matthews also doesn't make a play on sure. the puck that's right there. He sure. probably should make a play on it. Well, Where was Matthews' benching? Where is fell. Cody Cece's benching every time he gets turned? Was Sanheim benched when he got beat around the corner by Kapanen that and was blew the biggest Probably tire I've ever seen? They don't have a choice with Sanheim. But continue. They yes. they do, though. You can, <laughs> okay. You don't have to play anyone. You, you don't, don't have to play to. anyone. No, you don't want to. You're right. Yeah, no, you're by Christmas, that might be another defenseman. I would True. like you guys to tell me why Mike Babcock has decided to make William Nealander's whipping boy. Uh, because he's just decided to, like so many things, he's just decided that's, to. That's not a good enough reason. Yeah, well, I uh, disagree. <laughs> and that's, that's I don't, that un- I don't understand it either. Uh, I mean, he has been uh, their most consistent forward um, yeah. all season. Uh, I mean, this has not been a tough take for Jesse to take every single time, considering no. how up and down the rest of the forwards have been. Oh yeah, like Cabinet had a great night last night, but there was he had he started the first seven games like he wasn't even the same guy. Cabinet's in the role he ought mm-hmm. to be in, right? And Nylander's in the role he ought to be in, and that's where I take. You know what? Let's let's wrap this segment. Let's yeah. get yes. into that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, hey, that's who that wore the crown for this week. Brought to you as always by Crown Royal. Next time the puck drops, why not? Why? Generously treat your Leafs crew to a good old-fashioned Crown Royal old-fashioned. That's right, I said old-fashioned twice. Now, let's talk about that William Nylander situation because it it (sighs) did draw a lot of ire and a lot of takes. The takes were hot, piping, you might even say. Mm. Um, Now, with William Nylander, you you made a a statement there about Kasperi Kapanen. Yes. Kasperi Kapanen is now what? In the role he ought to be in. Right. Mm -hmm. Third line, right winger. Is William Nylander in the role he ought to be in? Man. The answer is yes. He is uh, the answer sec- is absolutely yes. He is a second-line yes. winger at, on at worst thir- he should be. 31 teams. He, you know what's funny? We've been giving him so much praise for the amount of points he's gotten this season. And I went and looked at it. I want to say it was before this game. And I went, yeah, like he's doing so much better. He's on pace for 52. 50, okay, that's better than last year. But like... He's supposed to be money in the bank 60. Money in the bank 60. And he's making money in the bank 60 money. And so the puck's not going in offensively. And the stats were there last year. It's just not going in. Okay, okay, fine. And then this year, he's looking real good. But the again, the puck's just not going in. So when the puck's not going in, he's defensively useless. Useless. And like, okay, well... He, you know, he does good with possession. Here, Listen, I, I cannot ignore the thing that my eyes are seeing. And I don't care if he has that play nine times out of ten 
Jesus Lord, he handed a goal to the Flyers. Mm-hmm. Handed a goal to the Flyers. I'd rather him give the puck away by accident and put put it right on his stick tape to tape now than that, just not giving a shit. For that reason, though, you know, that yeah, okay, the puck's not going in, but skill-wise, he's in the position he should be. He should be playing with Matthews. He's a top two, yes. like, winger, whatever, yeah. in his position, whatever. What I, where I'm trying to go go with this is the instant reaction from people is, well, Cody Cece blows stuff all the time. And actually, yep. we'll talk about that pairing. Sure. But you had a reaction in your video, uh, the LFR, last night, which was so funny about, I forget how you reacted where, to where Cody Cece. Where are you Cece. going? Where, yeah, where, where are, are you going? going? Like, but, but, hang yes. on. Sorry, sorry, Hang sorry. on. Kapanen is in the role he's supposed to be in. Nylander's in the role he's supposed to be in. CC is not. And you, if you don't think Leafs Brass knows that, oh my God. you're out of your mind. Mm-hmm. Does no, he, hold on, hold but, on though. Sure. Hold on. I gotta, and they I gotta also get here. deserve criticism for putting him in that role. Yes. Yep. You cannot... Okay. You can... I get the Nylander benching because Nylander is playing in a position he should be. If you're saying that Cody CC, who is objectively failing at the position mm-hmm. he's playing, yep. should be playing that position... You're wrong, mm-hmm. uh, and you you could ask yeah. me why the Leafs keep playing in there. Believe me, I don't know. Yeah. Big block but, on the PK last night in overtime, which but you should cannot, be mentioned. But ninety nine percent of the time, he's stunning. Your the point is you bench guys who are not playing well in the roles that they're set up to be playing in. I don't think Cody Cece is meant to be playing where he is. So if you want to make that comparison, William Nylander gets benched because that's the position and the role he should be playing, and he blew it. Cody Cece's not going to get benched because that is not the role he's prepared for. That's not the role he should be playing. And, and that's not the role he's good enough for. And I can almost guarantee Travis Dermott's taking that spot. Almost, almost, almost it's, guarantee it's, 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 it's it. It's happening, guys. Yeah. That's it the only reason happen. you would continue yeah. to play Cece there. T- yeah, I tell you what, if the plan is to keep him there all year, tuck the season in. It's done. <laughs> he's, he's that bad. He's not an NHL player. Who? I am, I am fascinated to see what kind of a contract he gets next year and whether or not it's written in Cyrillic. Like, there, if Paul no was, NHL team can watch him this season and be like, for sure, we're signing you. If Paul Fenton was still minimum, a GM. He's terrible. If Paul Fenton was still a GM, I uh, I would say he'd sign him. Oh my, yeah, for Call him a first round pick, first round pedigree. Mm-hmm. No, he's unbelievable. Yeah, so I had no idea. But the only thing I would say is that William Nylander's not playing poorly. Oh, oh He had so, one poor play. Let me try to justify that. Yeah. So, Cody Cece, they know he's not in the role he ought to be. The defense is... Well, it's not great it's to begin with. It's not, it's not the best. It's, it's not great to begin with. Yeah. They're not playing well. And also, Muzzin's out. So, certain guys are having to play a little bit more. And the Leafs are constantly on the penalty kill. And right now, he's on the penalty kill. So, they keep having him out there. Okay. Fine. Whatever. Um, you know, Austin Matthews. Blowing his coverage on that goal. John Tavares is out. All right. Babcock blew the doors off by having Matthews play 22 minutes or whatever, which is blowing the doors (laughs) off by Mike Babcock's standards. Okay, fine. Who's hurt on the right wing? No one. No one. So if you suck, I'm going to replace you with any old bum. He didn't even replace him with a right winger, (laughs) didn't he? He was just like, Timoshoff, sure, you go. Take your big ass out there. The, the point was to be like, all right, who has the least secure spot on this team? I'll just replace you with them. But one of the things as a coach and as a manager, you have to know how to manage your people. I don't think benching William Nylander is going to make him make that play. So we're at a crossroads then. So like either he will play for you or he won't. And you got to decide who stays and who goes. 
I'm not saying to trade William Nylander, but like, listen, there there has to be a happy medium between goatee sunglasses who say he's useless and everyone who thinks the sun shines out of his ass. Because it, except for you, because um, there there's, he's just not what some of you think he is. He's not a completely useless player, and he's not a completely flawless player. This guy, this guy, that whole allegedly top line, which once Tavares Marner Hyman is healthy, you you cannot justify that Matthews uh, Janssen Nylander is the top line. I don't think you, that line's been the same since, and I hate to say this, since Zach Hyman left. That line yeah, did not play well together last year. Very important, and I, and they and it's not playing well this year. And uh, I know that sounds weird. I me from two years ago would be like, "What the hell are you talking about?" Like, uh-huh. I I just I, they look Matthews and Nylander in particular look so so bad when they don't have the puck. Yes, so so bad. And again, Matthews is making touch of God money. Mm-hmm. And I didn't see that last night. Did and it was the second time this season where Babcock has actually been like, here, I'm going to play a whole big bunch and zeros across the board. Did you have a problem with the final shot for the Leafs on, uh, in overtime when Matthews kept the puck and he didn't pass it to Marner, who was open in the slot? I'm the trying to remember. It, was, remember. it was the three of them coming back down. Marner was right in the middle in his stick up, and Matthews kept it for the shot. I don't and know. And then they race back to the other end. That I'm, might have been part of the plan. Like, sometimes you raise your stick for, yeah, like, the but fake. Then, but then the guy who raced back to the other end was Mitch Marner. And Matthews yes. stayed in the corner. Oh, there were two back checks. Uh, and Matthews the, was one the of center, them. I was like, it's overtime. You have Leave to back Leave it all check. out there. Like, there's no way you're that. Oh, I got to tell you, I think, I think if you're going to do the pass shoot, it's not to Mitch Marner. Mitch Marner's got to be doing the passing. So I'll take Matthew's shot any no, day over My Marner's. problem is he didn't do anything after he shot the puck. He stood Fine. in the corner and the play went the other way. Yeah. And Mitch Marner, the winger on the play, is the one who did the back check. Mitch, Mitch didn't look why, great why on the second Matthew's goal, doing but like, he had an honest effort. The puck. Yeah. No, and Marner, but Marner like, should be commended because he... Oh, man. like He has taken a couple really shitty penalties recently, but he does try. <laughs> Like yeah. he's trying. It's not. It's sometimes chaotic energy and a little bit misplaced. Um, he's still. He's not magnificent defensively. I don't think he's the selkie candidate that some people think he is. But he makes an effort, and I'm just. I'm not seeing the same growth from Willie, and I'm not seeing the same growth from Austin even. Mm-hmm. Like well, and I, I, I without the puck, I think the yeah. issue is a lot of people are like, okay, well, you know, three of their better players are out, and that's true. Tavares is a irreplaceable guy on this team. Yep. Muzzin is an irreplaceable guy on this team. Fine. Hyman is obviously an irreplaceable guy on this team. But let let's let's just put that in perspective. Every team has that. Every well, team's got injuries. And what mm-hmm. about those injuries makes you throw a limp noodle at Travis Sanheim? Nothing about any of those injuries uh, has anything to do with your effort. Mm-hmm. It has nothing to do with your give a shit level. And, and so they just don't look like they do when they don't have the puck. What I think in, in summation of what you're saying here is most of the criticism leveled at William Nylander is obnoxious and probably too far. Mm-hmm. However, it's not unfair to criticize him. No. And that's where that's what happens online is that you've got you've got people who are like, well, this is crap. And I think wasn't there like a. Didn't Colby Armstrong suggest trading him this week? And it was a really what? it was a bad <laughs> suggestion. I believe it was. I don't know. And then somebody else wanted to. Somebody had a Toffoli for Nylander. Toffoli's not playing in L.A. Yeah, he's not playing yeah, in L.A. He's not playing in Toronto. Yeah, but but regardless of that, 
just because a player is overly criticized, which we can all agree William Nylander is, doesn't yes. mean he is beyond criticism. He's probably no. disproportionately criticized. Of, of course he is. Uh, and the fact that you know he makes one mistake and he gets bit for it, I, I get it. But it was a terrible mistake. And the with injuries right now, some guys aren't replaceable. But I also is. don't think his coach knows how to manage him. No, well, like, but I, also, I don't, I don't not, think his coach knows how to manage anybody really on that not team because in, he's, is it? he's not able to get them motivated. Even on good games where they look great, they don't look great for the whole game. Let me, let me tell were, you this, and that's though, a coaching let, I don't think, mm. and I agree with you, but I don't think that that was for Willie only. Mm. I think that benching was a message to the rest of the team. That's fair. I don't. I, I don't yeah, think. Okay. I, I think that there's more to that. And I'm, you know, Mike Babcock doesn't he have a psychology degree. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah, so like he's he's all about like mind games, right? And and not in a not in a manipulative way, but coaches have to manipulate, right? That's mm-hmm. part of motivation is a manipulation. Yeah. And I wonder if if benching him, it's like okay, we're not afraid afraid to bench one of our big three here up front. Well, big four, I guess. Um, and and if it's not like he's benching Tavares. <laughs> no. Yeah. Well, he wouldn't have to bench Tavares. No. No, yeah. but, he really wouldn't. But <laughs> you're right. But you know, like. Um, I think that there was more to that than just Willie in a in a vacuum. I think yeah. it was more like everybody wake up. But because here's the thing. If Babcock, I don't think Matthews earned it. He's blown some coverages. I don't think Matthews has earned a benching this year. But I feel like Babcock's at the point now where he would. You if know what Matthews was, if, has earned? If that was Matthews blowing that same play, yeah. I, I bet Matthews doesn't play the next shift. I bet I he doesn't. So. You, you know what Matthews has earned? Once Tavares comes back, playing behind him for the foreseeable future. Yeah. There's no, re- yeah. dude. He's not the same player two way. He gave Tavares the, uh, the Tavares line the Bergeron assignment uh, because him and Nylander, at least together. Well, that's a little different. Nylander had to play center because Kadri decided to do the thing. That thing again. Let's not get into it. Yeah, let's not. <laughs> let's not open old wounds. But uh, Matthews and Nylander would get eaten alive. And and a couple times in recent memory, we've seen Babcock be forced to use those two against that line. And they get destroyed. They're not they're not useful without the puck. Mm-hmm. They're I just also, straight up unuseful. I also think I'd like to see Andreas Janssen, um, as much as I've liked him, he was a great goal last night. I love his spirit. I love his energy. Mm-hmm. I'd like to see him be pull a little more of the same skill. A little more of the Leo Komarov get under your skin, you know, because he's capable yeah. of it, and you've seen him do it. Mm-hmm. He's got to play defense for the whole freaking line. He does. That's that's the problem. That's the problem. And, and, and I, yeah, I was saying that to myself last night. I'm like, you know, I'd like to see Mickey uh, get a shot with that line. I want to see Mikheyev, and I'm like, that solves nothing. Mm. Adding Mikheyev to that line doesn't make Matthews or Nylander less aloof without the puck. Just try. Just literally, a little bit, a little bit more. Like we've what been screaming doing. about, like be tougher, be grittier, punch someone in the face. Okay, now we're all the way down to literally just try. Yeah, it's unacceptable, and we're at a crossroads here. But like sometimes coaches get fired, and it's not fair. Maybe that that's where we are. Maybe it's you got to get rid of them, and it's not fair. But we're at a point now where the players aren't playing for them. Yeah, I I'm moving towards. I think I know that the players have this in them. And that there's something they wrong do. with them yeah. getting motivated to get up and just play defense. For why? Why the were they better game. two years ago? Yeah. Oh, right. <laughs> Mark Morenson's in the top four. Uh, didn't 
didn't really have a negative impact on this no, game. No, it's fine. Yeah. It's fine. I think if it was sustained, he would have a negative impact for sure. What, and I what know, about... listen, I know there's a ton of Martin Marinch and his yeah. God out there. I'm sorry at the NHL level, he's not. No, but he does have sometimes just a. If he's marginal, mm-hmm. great. Yeah, as on long s- as he's not less than marginal. Yeah, on Saturday, it didn't affect the outcome of the game. Bingo. No, and yeah. that's great. Yeah. That's all you can expect from him. That's no. the most you can expect. Yeah, it, that's fine. But I, I and Dermot, be- who I keep forgetting to mention in my videos, he looks good. He, he does. Looks like he gives a but shit. He is just warming up. Yes. He had six months of rehab. Like relax on the no Dermot needs to play camp. twenty minutes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He should be in the top four. No, no not, not yet. yet. Not yet. He should be. But Eventually, yeah. Yeah. And that's why I think as, as soon as January hits, and that's when Mike Babcock starts to play with things, right? If you remember Matt yeah. Martin, it was like game 41, 42, something mm-hmm. like that. We'll be in the 30s at, at, at the beginning of January. That's I think also you start the to time see... he clamped down after when he let them just play wild offense. Oh, and he was yeah. like, all right, come January, we're playing playoff hockey, and yeah. then there's no more wild offense. Always yeah. good when random podcasters are able to predict what a coach is going to do. <laughs> well... Um, it's boring at this point, isn't it? Well, it is. And I think... <laughs> like, I, I agree. I, I think, wonder who else it's boring to. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I listen. It it's it's a it's a frustrating situation because, as Jesse said and rightly pointed out, you know what they're capable of. You yes, know, yes. But there's like, obviously a disconnect, and it can't just be Tavares, and it cannot just be Muzzin. That's not no, an excuse. Or Hyman. These guys are world class talents. I'm talking about Matthews. I'm talking about Marner, and yes, Nylander too. Mm. There are things that William Nylander does, whether the people that hate him want to admit it or not. The facts are the facts. He is one of the best guys when it comes to neutral. Like He's great in the neutral zone. He's great at entries. He doesn't turn over the puck that much, despite what Twitter will tell you. He actually doesn't turn Who's over this, the puck. Marner? Nylander. Oh, Nylander. Doesn't yeah, turn yeah, over yeah. the puck all the time. No. he's He no. is a great playmaker. However, there's something wrong here. There is something. Something doesn't smell right with this team. Nyl- the one thing with Nylander that annoys me is how often he misses high and wide. Put it on net. Yeah, just keep it down. Put man. it on net, and then you got a greasy. You got. You know who that probably drives nuts Andre- is Andreas Janssen. That's yeah. his bread and butter. Is getting those rebounds. Otherwise, why is he your lineman? But why are you trying to shoot top top corner from where William Nylander shoots anyway? I don't know. Mm-hmm. A lot of them seem to be miss, missing the net completely on shots, especially on the power Ty- play. Tyson yes. Berry's got to make better decisions with that. He yeah. he. There's Ooh, been a couple team. games. Why is he ripping slap shots? <laughs> Can you believe the net? Like, exactly what, what year what is this? About. Can you believe the yeah, team won last funny. night the way we're talking about him yeah. oh i know like, i got yeah. you know i got a lot of tweets of uh and this was before i even posted the video a lot of people were like i was happier with the loss to washington <laughs> because, it was, <laughs> because it was a better effort do you want do you want to read your hot take tweet last from last night uh oh the, the right. one you threw into the video as well well i mean it was a little extremist was it okay yeah this team looks bad the Leafs have maybe their best start of the season against a team that's looked as flat as they've faced so far. And the Flyers were awful to start this game. That was just a little aside from me. Penalty trouble, goal. More trouble, another goal. Battle back, open the third soft. They just don't look like a good hockey team, man. How is that extreme? Adam, what do you think? They don't. Um, I mean, man, I, I would agree. I, I don't think there's any way that you can... You can be happy with or encouraged by what we're seeing. And I think a lot of this has to do, too. I mean, yes, okay. So, And, and people have rightly pointed this out, and I've been talking about this, too. Uh, the save percentage has been awful. Freddie had a Freddie October. Fred Freddie, he was my runner-up for the crown. I should have gave him the crown. He's last the only night, reason they won. Mm-hmm. Last night is the only... Yes. And Freddie has to steal you games. That's his job. However, yes. And that however, save percentage looks a lot better if you take out the seven uh, goals against Tampa. 
True. That it becomes all. It's like a nine twenty high nine twenty. He had one. When you take really that, sh- really? You take, yeah. When you take out the Tampa game, it bumps up to the high nine twenties. No kidding. Yeah. No, I know that's moving the goalposts, but, but it's so <laughs> early in the season. That, that, yeah, one really it. bad game, but nine twenty is enough. Like two months, right? Nine twenty is enough. Oh, oh my God! Nine twenty is enough to keep you in the Vesna conversation. Yeah. Now. Um, I, I assume that the reason that Freddie's save percentage looked like it does is because we were at that game. And <laughs> yes. so it's our fault. Still so we the apologize. We apologize that for that. Well, um, and like his high danger save percentage and all that. I yeah, look which at, is not good. I look at the Sandheim goal, for example, and I'm like, I'm, what's he supposed to do? What's he supposed to do? He's already down and out from the one save he made. Help him! He's getting nothing! What about Tavares or Muzzin being out of the lineup? has anything to do with CeCe, who is a penalty killer from the beginning of the season onward, miscommunicating with Mitch Marner, who is a penalty killer from the beginning of the season onward. What does their injuries have to do with Willie giving the wet noodle there? What does it have to do with them taking way too many penalties? What does it have to do with this team taking an insane amount of bench miners over the span of half a decade? The answer is it's got got nothing to do with any of those things. So this team is going to get better on paper. And, dude, it might be worse. It might be the same thing that I was talking about before, where they're taking cough syrup for a chest infection. you got to get antibiotics on that shit. Because they might get Hyman Tavares and Muzzin back and start winning games to their detriment. You know what I mean? Well, like they've been winning games to their detriment for three seasons. <laughs> right? And, and that's... Especially in October, November, December. Yeah. Yep. I listen, it's it's a it's an I did want to talk I did want to touch on the penalties because okay, mm-hmm. exclude one because the bench minor at the end of overtime is like whatever, who cares, yeah. right? Still five sure. penalties throughout the game, one of them in overtime. Stop with the goddamn penalties in overtime. And you know why that happens? And Kasperi Kapanen, who had a great game, unfortunately it was him. It These was really what a bummer. Spe- here's yeah. the thing. Here's why I don't think Spets is going to be around long. And I love Keeps Jason Spets like on the team. On the team. Okay. I don't think he'll be here. Um, I think somebody will pick him up or they'll trade him somewhere or whatever. Mm-hmm. But you can't you can't be Jason Spets and take four minutes in penalties ever. I th- and- I think I want to say two of those penalties because he got the for some reason the too many men was given to him. Oh, is that what it was? Which was confusing to me. The bench miner was at the end, right? There were two. Yeah. yeah. Oh, the second. There were right. two. No, I think it was the first one. But I, Kapanen was in the box. I think that might have been a, an error. Okay. Unless I'm making a Whatever. mistake right now. The but penalties think, anyway, that he takes he still took uh, one. are not yeah. ones that you can take. If no. you take a penalty, and like there are good penalties. There are penalties that break up plays, break up break, whatever it is. Yeah. Sure. Jason Spezza takes penalties where it's hooking on the hands. Yeah, lazy. He is hooking on the hands. Lazy and, or out of position or, or slow. tripping. Yeah. But that's yeah. not just him, right? No, Jason Spezza whole... doesn't play more than like 10 minutes. Yeah, you nailed it's the, the dude. whole team. Kapanen. Kapanen. One of the fastest players in the league. You're out of position. Yeah, and he got lazy You're and he stuck of, his stick out. You are out of position. And that's the problem. They're consistently out of position. And now it's costing them, costing them in the penalties. And thank God their penalty kill has been okay-ish, even though it's 24th in the league. And the reason it's 24th in the league is because they take it in bunches. <laughs> yeah. They've you, taken, they took six penalties last night alone. Well, and, 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 and they can't score on the power and play. And Jim Houston and Craig Simpson were talking about how the Matthews Sorry, Matthews, Janssen, Nylander line was being taken out of the game because 
they're not on the penalty kill, so they're not even able to get out there. Okay, well, maybe you need to start looking at using them on the penalty kill, straight up honest to God, to A, teach them defense, and B, to keep them in games where the team will not stop taking penalties. Andreas Johnson does kill penalties. Yeah. Right. I don't know why, why he suddenly stopped. Well, because that's not his role anymore. This is my issue with Mike Babcock, is that yeah. he believes that guys who are further up the lineup, except for Mitch Marner for some reason, shouldn't be playing that role. They should be playing their 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 top-line role, and the other guys should be guys that are good on the penalty kill, which is why you end up with Hainsey, Zaitsev, uh, Polak, uh, uh, CC on the penalty kill. And here's the thing. CC plays on the penalty kill. Is mm-hmm. Cody CC a penalty killer? He is a he does not- his team killer. He's killer. Dude, he's terrible at hockey. Dude, he's, he can't play in the NHL. But he's this bad, is the point. He's, he's really listen, bad. Listen, like, I play hockey. Am I a hockey player? Yeah. I, no, I'm not yes. a hockey player. No. You're a hockey player. I am player. not a hockey player. By the definition. Cody You're CC, not a hockey player by trade. Bingo. Yes. Cody CC plays on the penalty kill, is not a penalty killer by trade. Yeah. And this is this is the problem that we're, we're facing with this, is that you've got guys that are suited for this role. And you're like, well, you might tire them out. Guys, these guys are 22 years old. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think they'll be okay. And we can only run them into the minutes ground. a night anyway. <laughs> like, who cares? Are you going to play Andreas Janssen who got 16 minutes? You're going to bump it up to 18 and all of a sudden he's going to be tired? Come on. I, I just don't Come know. Come on with that. That's I just crap. don't know. And this is, this is the issue. That's where I. That's where Mike Babcock loses me. <laughs> it's the, it's it's putting guys in roles just because he thinks they should go there, not because they've earned it or because they get good results there. That's the problem. And the, the second thing I want to bring up here is people said, "Do you remember when Morgan Riley? It was his first season, I believe. No, second season under Babcock, where everybody's like, "Wow, Morgan Riley looks awful." First, mm-hmm. and they put him through the ringer. Right, he was only he was never playing the power play. He was always playing shorthanded. I think His it was numbers the first. were it might awful. Have been the second. And now he's one of the best defensemen defensemen in the league. Maybe not defensively, best offensive for sure. Yeah, one yeah. of the best. Um, why is it that Morgan Riley had to go through that, and you're not doing that with Austin Matthews? Why are you not putting that guy through <laughs> the shredder? Not because yeah, I don't know. Because maybe he needs to learn too. Maybe the shredder was we're not going to give you the wingers you want. Or, or whatever. Well, he's, or, he, they know. are though, because Ka- well, apparently they are. what You're we've right. heard is that Kasperi Kapanen, and uh, Austin Matthews doesn't want to play with him. I just That's it wasn't a heard. good fit. It w- exactly, and yeah. it wasn't a good fit with with Tavares and, and Marner either. So, and, and that's not it, it's not like there's some fight there. It just didn't work. Um, right. But what I'm trying to say is is that like Mitch, like why why are we ex- expecting Austin Matthews, other than the salary, to to all of a sudden be good at this if he's not thrown into the fire a bunch of times. The guy has the talent. If he's got $11.6 million talent, he can figure this out, but you got to continue to put him in that position and not let up until he shows you something. Yeah. It's okay to still do that. Yeah. And and this brings me back to... And I'm not what, asking... At what point is Babcock's message just... Assuming he has one, right? Mm-hmm. Like, we don't know exactly what the message is, but at what point is it just falling on deaf ears? Well, and that's why I hope we get Chris Johnson on soon. We The, the timetables haven't worked out. But no. I would love to ask him, do they want to win for this guy? And, like, I know they want to win. Of course they of course, want to everybody win. Everybody wants to win. Yeah. Of course. Of course. Yeah, but no do they want to like, win? Yeah, I can take it or leave it. Do they want to win this guy's way? And that's the key with a coach. <laughs> do they believe they can I don't know, man. And, and, they, and like another thing, like uh, Tavares, Hyman, and Muzzin being out has nothing to do with you. Still have a bunch of wingers 
on the penalty kill, and they have Nick Shore and Freddie Goche every now and then scurry out there to take a face-off, take it, and then hopefully win and scurry back mm-hmm. to the bench. Mm-hmm. Oh, what are you talking about? Zach Hyman's a penalty killer. Yeah, he's a winger who they forced to take face-offs. Hopefully he's working on that while his knee recovers, working on face-offs because he's going to be forced to do that again. Is it just me, or did they completely change their penalty kill and do nothing to change it? Well, they got a new coach and everything. Oh, yeah. For sure. Like, friggin' same personnel. Basically, like... I, I'm losing my mind with this team. Um, Thank God they beat the Flyers. Like, well, what, a, what sh- a miracle that they irked out. The shots were <laughs> from the second, uh, third, Ooh, the second period, third period, and overtime, I think were 35 to 14. I want to see. Against a team on the second half of back I want to see one more guy in the Leafs try the Kucherov. You know, just, I literally I, I lunged <laughs> at my television. I wanted to strangle through the shot. Just want to see one more guy come down there and fake a shot and let the puck just slide into the goalie. I know Timoshov pulled it off in the minors, mm-hmm. but to see Matthews just flub it so bad, mm-hmm. he knows it's coming, guys. Stop. Doing oh yeah. It. Keep going. By the way, to, to see Matthews flub it so bad and then have Timoshov in his I think his first NHL attempt. Is it really? Try that. Yeah. Well, I don't know when else he would have done it, and he was the fifth shooter. It was it was absurd. It was like is that is that really your best effort? Eight guys in. Uh, I, I I was at a loss. I was actually at a loss. I was like I. There was a moment during the shootout where I was like, I hope they lose. And then Konechny no. scored, and I was like, I really <laughs> hope Spezza scores. <laughs> and then he did, and it was beautiful. You can't root for your own team, though. No, lose. but like. They were rewarded for a really yeah. really bad performance. And I think and I think we gotta at least look at the game from that positive angle is that they came out with the two points. Yes. Which Dude. they should have and they won. And come February, it's still just gonna look at like two points on the schedule. Right. You know? And there's no there's no excuse to lose to a team like the Flyers. Mm-hmm. No and they off- did it. No offense. Right. That's the thing. Uh with the Flyers, I don't care if the Flyers had home ice advantage, second half of a back to back, there's no excuse and again, no offense, but Brian Elliott's in net. Freddie mm-hmm. versus Brian Elliott. Freddie should win that ten times out of ten. Mm-hmm. You know? Uh, and now on Tuesday, we have a, again a fully rested squad, just like they were last night. Home ice advantage this time, and it's against the LA Kings. They should get that game, and they'll probably get Muzzin back. They and Muzzin's going to be playing his former team. Mm-hmm. There's no excuse to drop even mm-hmm. a point. Mm-hmm. There's no excuse. I hope. And if you drop, if you drop points to the Kings, I'm very excited to see how the Vegas game goes. I ah. think there's. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ooh. I think there's going to come a point when a coaching change is made. Mm -hmm. And once that coaching change is made, I hope that next coach is given a little bit of time with the squad. And once that time is up, I think then we're going to see who these players are. Is it fair to say I think we're still like two years away from seeing what Austin Matthews really is? Yeah, I I think so. I don't think he's there I mean, the guy's 22. No, that's that's trash. What do you mean that's trash? It's trash. Because, dude, okay, so Ray Ferraro took a bunch of shit last night. For saying that right now, Leon Dreisaitl is better than Austin Matthews. I am dying. Is he to, wrong? Yeah, no, think, I'm dying to hear the argument right. for why Matthews is is better. I am too. I would. I don't think anybody's arguing that Matthews okay. is better right you now. You point to even strength goals. Okay, fine. Uh, what about just... How about just domination? All fucking goals <laughs> yeah. and two-way play. And domination. The Oilers beyond that top line have shit. But those guys and dominate. And those two guys... Just trudge through the freaking muck. We are making the playoffs, you bunch of bums. And they drag them. And we see a bunch of guys on this team who are making drag you through the mud money. 
and mm-hmm. they're not doing it. I don't know. I've I know some people think I'm being negative. Well, a coaching I've change had to happen piece. in Edmonton. Yeah. Uh, yep. Two coaching changes actually. It was it was uh, McClellan and Hitchcock. Yeah, and well, and when during that process was McDavid ever the problem? And when during that process was Drysaddle ever the problem? Never, never. Like the Leafs, I look at them on paper; they're far too good to be this bad. I've said my piece. There it is. It I think is it takes it a lot of losing. And sometimes you don't realize what it takes to do something until you do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think these guys just have to lose a little and actually do something, and then they'll realize what it takes to do it. Yeah, you it's like what Nick Nurse said in the preseason. What did he like, say? Uh, it was something along the lines of, uh, uh, can't remember two of the new guys, I forget their names, but the standard when they went through four rounds of playoff basketball, okay. changed. Mm-hmm. The standard for everything, the standard mm-hmm. for expectations, for effort. And they bring in a couple new guys who haven't quite done that. And he's like, okay, you've got something to learn. Mm-hmm. You've got, you don't understand the level of sacrifice that it takes. And I don't think these guys understand No that. way. And there's no, no way. way. There's a reason you see winners win and yeah. teams who are consistently good be consistently good. is because yes. they know the effort that they need to put out to get to that level. And these guys just need to realize that once they do it. Let's, and let's call it what it, it is. The Boston Bruins. Yeah. Understand. Oh, yeah. They understand. And it took the Caps a while to get there, but they understand. Yeah, they look understand. how many Penguins understand. That was like 13 a years. half a decade well, that, run. That's why it's so funny. The anxiety in Leafs Nation and on Leafs Twitter is hilarious because um, people are like, well, this team has max like a five-year window. No, they fucking don't. You might win. You <laughs> might wait ten. These you guys will be around. <laughs> like oh, Matthews is here. Marner's here. Yeah. Give them. Give them eight years. You know. Well, I it, listen. <laughs> it's it's just it's ridiculous to because here's the thing. It could be a five year window. It could be a two month window. Matthews could go down with a career threatening knee injury next game. <laughs> yeah. You true. never know. You just do yeah. not know. But it, it can also be... take ten years. Exactly. So here's look the at, thing. look at what happened Obviously, to Scott Sabrin at... last night. You never know what's gonna happen oh, yeah. in an NHL you, game. You gotta. You gotta. Look at it if you're if you're them as we can't blow another shot. Mm-mm. We cannot blow another shot because you just don't know with pro sports. However, the the idea that this is somehow all going to be over and the Leafs are going to go back to missing the playoffs for 15 straight years in five years, and Matthew's going to go back to Coyotes, uh, yeah. and and Brian Burke is going to develop wings and fly over there. I like I don't know. I hate everybody that attitude relax. more than every anything. Yeah, because yeah. like, they okay, could miss this year and then win the cup. Well, they, well, they, they, look at Tampa. Yeah. Oh no, hold on. But look, who has been terrible? Here's the other thing that people yeah. are doing. They're going. Yeah. They're looking at the Leafs cap situation and they're looking at the players that they have currently on the roster and going, well, they're never going to have a better team than this. <sighs> so, who I, says fucking oh, yeah. here's, that's, that's here's This is the best Leafs team ever and it'll never be like this ever again. Let me, let me legitimize like, their frustration because here's the frustration I'm feeling. This summer was such a, uh, a slog. Yeah, it was. Yeah, so it was last once, summer. It, yep. And you know what, Adam? So to that end, it's been over a year of this shit. And uh-huh. we thought, okay, once we get through this as fans, once we get through all this frustration and pen is put to paper, whatever, it's not my money. Once the pen is put to paper, then they start kicking ass. When they start playing hockey, that's when they start kicking ass and to start the season. Oh, it's only 15 games. Oh, it's a, like, you know no, what? 15 it games started, is enough. No, at yeah. first it was, oh, it's only five. And then it was only 10. And now it's only 15. When's it going to be only 20? 
and then only 25, and then only 30, mm-hmm. and then only 35. Like, we're, let's keep going. We're let's three quarters of the way to a quarter of the season. Let's let's keep moving the post <laughs> yeah. for this amazing team on paper, this yeah. handsomely played, uh, paid, like, $20 million over the cap team on paper. Let's keep moving the goalposts. Let's keep coddling them. Let's, let's throw a diaper party for this team. Like, why not? Why not? Pete Blackburn might have to come back on. Yeah. For he might have to come back on. Party. Full. <laughs> like, uh, it's, well, it's, uh, it just, I've said my Steve, piece. it might take 10 years with these guys. Yeah. Who knows? Which is going to make for some great podcasts. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Speaking of uh, the over-the-cap thing, 16 of the 31 teams now sit technically over the cap. Mm. Oh, like Do you LTIR not think it's a problem when half of your league is over the cap? Uh, Maybe <laughs> the cap isn't set where it should be mm. because they're all spending above it. I don't know. Maybe if we had them spend into a luxury tax where you oh. tax them triple and we could subsidize the smaller teams with more money rather than the, the, pit, the pittance they get right now. Maybe we would have a situation. Every time I make that argument, I get a bunch of fucking lunatics in my mentions going, that's not mathematically possible. It yes, all, it is. It all comes yes, it down, is. It all comes down to GMs and owners uh, just disregarding the financial realities of this league. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you're mad at the Leafs for being over the cap. Okay, let's pretend the NHL is mad at the Leafs for being over the no, cap. No, they're, they're mad and at all, the bonuses. And all these yeah. front-loaded contracts. All right. What would Vegas be doing right now? What would that three-year-old team be doing right now had the Leafs not, by the grace of God, taken the Clarkson contract? Like, what, what would Vegas be doing right now? I, I don't know. I, I don't Like, paying him? Like, the, the Leafs... <laughs> Putting him in LTIR? And, and I mean, I don't, would, I don't know how that would what work. What position would Columbus have been in if the Leafs hadn't figured out that little switch? Nathan route? Horton. Like, yeah... The but uninsured, weirdly contract. They're a friggin' piggy bank, this team. I don't know, understand how the league could ever be mad at them. <laughs> well, if the, if the league is mad at them, they got to be mad at 15 other teams. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, 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 a, it's just funny like, Don't to tell me. me that the Rangers, the Bruins, uh, like all the major markets, oh, yeah. Chicago, when they're good, they're not going to do the same thing. Of course they are. It's just funny when you have a hard cap when nobody's spending to the hard yeah. cap. If, if no. It's think, not. If people think a luxury tax won't work, look at the current salary structure. And t- oh, yeah. you're, you're incorrect objectively. We should be taxing these rich teams. We should be taxing them to death. We should be taking that money and putting it let into other... Let the good teams spend. Let the good teams spend and Why tax not? the money. Why and not? Tavares is potentially missing more games and people are coming out of the woodwork to be like, no, 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 this is good. Yeah, because Keep it a few more. Yeah, like, the question what? I asked at the end of the last episode. Keep your captain <laughs> out of the lineup? You get an extra million and So that you can call up. someone up? For a million dollars. What is this league? It's ridiculous. That's, that's horrible. It's stupid. It's stupid. It's horrible, and it's why no one in the North American sports media landscape takes you seriously. It's a minor league. It's four. It's league four. League... <laughs> I don't know. When, when UFC's on, I don't yeah. know. When NASCAR's on. <laughs> when NASCAR's Dale on. Dale Earnhardt Jr.? Yeah. NASCAR doesn't... Uh, he retired, but NASCAR doesn't rate the way it used to. It's uh, no? it's aging out, too. Oh. Yeah, number four um, on ESPN, It's pretty ESPN expensive too. to drive a car. Like, um, <laughs> it's true. Oh. Now, uh... Hey, glad they won. Of note. <laughs> of note, Louis Domingue uh, is now with the Devils for a seventh. A lot of people, including James Myrtle, mentioned that the Leafs probably would have wanted to do the same and acquire Louis Domingue. The problem is... They don't have the money. They don't Can't have do the it. money. Uh, so uh, Louis Domingue is with the Devils for now. Great trade for the Devils. Like good. Yeah. They got to do something on. 
Yeah. And it it's cost him nothing. Bet. Yeah. Cheap bet. Uh, scary sh- scary moment for Scott Sabrin last night. Sends loose to the Bruins. but um, That was unbelievable. A, that uh, that hit, I mean, I know David, David Backus is a pretty solid guy, but it, it didn't, when you saw the collision, it looked like a, two tough guys colliding. Mm-hmm. It didn't look like what it ended up being. Straight to the head, and then I think he, well, because he, so he was out, like out, out. Yeah, the second and he then, hit, he was out. Yeah, and it's always so much worse. It's never good when a guy's out at all. But uh, he was outstanding, and then he hit the ice as well. Uh, it was all bad, freak accident. I felt horrible for David Backus. Yeah, I felt I did really too. bad for him. He, was, the, he looked like on the verge of tears. Oh, he was, and and that was one of the one time, like the one time in, in the NHL history where David Backus wasn't trying to be dirty. <laughs> like, it's, oh. let's be honest, he is a dirty player. I mean, that's his job. Well, that's what he. That's come on. He's grimy. He gets in those areas. Yes. And, but that was just a. One tough hockey guy trying to hit another tough hockey guy, and they just happen to conk heads. I'm trying to think of the last time I even saw something like that. And, uh, man, I can't believe Sabrin was posting to Instagram and all <laughs> you that. You saw Haley Salvin's uh, uh, post. He's, he's got, like, one of his eyes is just, like, it looks like he was a, he was fighting oh, he Nate stitches. Diaz. Like he, oh, yeah, yeah. He yeah. was, like, he, he was. Massive it all. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, he's got a black eye that's, like, so so swollen it's shut. Well, and I thought it was, you know, not that, not that it's a funny situation, but they're like, uh, oh yeah, he has a broken nose, and I'm like, that what? Well, there's some and other things, what? and and what else? Yeah, uh, was, yeah, it was a terrifying incident, but uh, thank goodness he, uh, thank goodness he's he's up and about and posting stuff, and I thought it was, uh, I thought it happened at the end of the period. I didn't realize both teams just left the bench. Like, out of concern. Yeah, no, they did out of concern, which was cool. That's crazy. And again, Um, and again, Boston. Like, I'm starting to uh, get over all my rage at the organization and just, I just have a tremendous amount of respect for them. Yeah. What do they do wrong? I, I can't really find it. Be like, okay. And then what are they, 10 3 and 1 to start the season? Yeah, and they won five straight. Islanders won nine straight. They but, have. But, it's crazy. But like to to say they get away with murder come playoff time, okay, fine. What does the Boston Bruins organization do wrong? Nothing. Not right now. And and here's the thing, the the interesting Other thing than with Boston. The, <laughs> make seats that fit people. Uh the Halak <laughs> I believe Halak has played f- five or six games of the thirteen or something that they've played. Sure. Like and he's been very good. Much better than he was with the he was okay with the Islanders, but he's much better with yeah, Boston. He, he went through a rut in his career. And uh, I mean, I think that more had to do with the uh, just the, the state of the Islanders and the fact that Boston plays defense. But um the um the Boston Bruins have all the things that you need. They have high-end skill. Mm-hmm. They have veteran leadership. Mm-hmm. They have young, exciting, fast talent. Poise. And po- and that's the key. So this is the thing that the Leafs are missing. Poise. It's the poise and the determination. It's the desire to want to win. It's the grit in your teeth. And though the Bruins have come out like they lost the Stanley Cup last year. Yep. They're coming out like a team uh, scorned. We lost the Stanley Cup. So, like, the Leafs and Tampa Bay are playing, like, two teams like, oh, shucks, we lost, and it sucks. Boston's like, no, we lost, and we should have won. And we're going to show everybody we should have won. You know know what was such an underrated moment? DeBrusque, sorry, we're going back two Game 7s ago. 
This was 2018. DeBrusque scoring a goal. I can't remember if it put the Bruins up or if he tied it. Mm-hmm. There's so much time left in the game. Skating by the bench and doing the, the jersey tug thing. He knew. He knew. He didn't even have to look up at the scoreboard to see that they were losing at the beginning of the period. He knew the Boston Bruins were winning that game. You know why? Because they do. Because they do. Like They can rely on each other, too. Dude. like at They what, show up. And, and he's a guy, and you look at him, and you go, what a little shit. And he's so annoying. And I'm like, dude, I get it. But like, Man, I a, love that little shit on my team. <laughs> there's a guy. <laughs> All day. He's, he's, been, he's being taught by guys who have won. He's coming up in a culture of winning. He's coming up adoring the team that he plays for. Loves being a Boston Bruin. Look like, at David Pasternak. Who Dude, I would argue is better than Leon Draisaitl this year. Did you see the picture yesterday of Pasternak? No. <laughs> this guy is texting his buddy. He's like, "Hey, sorry, I'm going to be late. I just got in a car accident." And he, he's like, "Oh my god!" He's like, "Yeah, I just hit uh, David Pasternak's Porsche." He's like, "What?" <laughs> and he sends a, him a picture of. <laughs> he took a picture with Pasternak. Oh my god, that's really funny. <laughs> he hit like the NHL's leading goal scorer. Wow. And he's just like. Uh, like, that's that's what kind of a season David Pasternak is having. So happy that he's like, yeah, I'll take a picture with you. You just wrecked my Porsche. We'll be fine. It's just a Porsche. It's just a Porsche. <laughs> I'm fine. You can like, afford a couple of them. Yeah. I want people to love playing for the Leafs the way that any Bruin loves playing for the Bruins. Yeah. I also think, I think that they're, the Bruins have, have accomplished enough, at least this group has accomplished enough, where they can sort of, and I don't want to say relax, but they don't have to do the things that the Leafs still have to do in terms of culture. Because the Leafs have to be super strict with these players because A, they're young and they haven't accomplished anything. Uh, but B, um, they can't relax because there's, there's, there's pressure to perform. The Bruins have pressure to perform, but the way they handle it is different. And, and they handle it like guys who've won the Cup and have been to a couple finals since then. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think the Toronto Maple Leafs goal should be to to get to that level. Those guys, Bergeron, Marchand, Chara, they don't act like they're under pressure. The Leafs act like they're under pressure. Yeah. The Bruins are under pressure. Bruins, Playing in Boston, you are under pressure all the time. The city just bleeds championships. They shit championships <laughs> all the time. And they walk into the building as the team to beat. Yes. But yep. they but they mentally put themselves there and I think Yep. If as much as they it sucks, it. sometimes they believe it. Like the Oilers did from the Islanders in the early '80s, you got to learn from your biggest adversary, and the Leafs' biggest adversary for sure is the Bruins. I know we always joke about like, oh, the Leafs are just going to play the Bruins again, dude. I hope so. The, if the I Leafs, hope the Bru- I hope the Bruins keep kicking the Leafs' ass until the Leafs figure it out. I, if the Leafs, when the Leafs win the Stanley Cup, whenever the hell that is, don't you want it to be through Boston? Sure. Yeah. The Capitals. You know what? They won the cup, but if they didn't go through Pittsburgh, it's still a cup. People would be like, yeah, but. At least they went through them once. Mm -hmm. They went through them once, and they won the cup when they did it. Isn't it so much better? Mm -hmm. And it's in, isn't it more significant that it was in round two, like where it always is? Doesn't it need to be Boston in round one? Doesn't it have to be? Mm -hmm. It has to be. Has to be. And I look forward to it because right now, uh, I, I don't they're think the they're, standard, I actually at least don't in think the rivalry or if, whatever if you call it. If the Leafs, the Leafs aren't even in the playoffs right now, if the playoffs were to start they're today. second wild Is that card. it? And Tampa, second wild oh, sorry, card. Tampa's not. And the Leafs wouldn't be playing, well, maybe they would be playing Boston because they're second wild card. But if the Leafs finish third in the division, I think Boston's winning the division this year. I don't think they play the Bruins in the first round. 
I think Tam- they play him in the second round. Tampa looks terrible. And, and there's there's a team with another team with no excuse. They are but too they damn also good. have zero pressure on them because they play in Tampa. Oh. No, like the me- there's no media in Tampa. A little bit more scrutiny than you'd think. I don't think there's media in ta- Tampa like hounding this. them every day to win more games. It's they're in 22nd in the league right now. And they still spank the Leafs that one time. It's <laughs> what a weird season around the league. Just a weird season around the league. And then you know what's not weird? Seeing the Bruins near the top. Mm. There they are again. Mm-hmm. There they are again, folks. You don't like it, maybe do something about so, it. But there they are again. Some interesting stuff came out on headlines last night with um, Ron McLean and uh, Chris Johnson and Elliot Friedman, and it had to do with Dustin Bufflin. I want to hear this because I missed headlines last so night. So we talked about last, uh, and, and Bob McKenzie, I think, was the first one to report that Dustin Bufflin had had surgery on his ankle. And I didn't know this at the time, and I'm not sure if Bob tweeted it. However, watching headlines, we do know now that they found a broken bone in his foot when mm-hmm. they operated. What? So they didn't previously know. Now, I don't blame the Jets for that if if even the the doctors... Bufflin paid for this surgery himself. Yeah. Um, and, and so I believe that it probably would have been a tough bone to find because you would think if they're going if they're gonna operate on his on his ankle, they're gonna take some x-rays beforehand. And if they didn't see it on the x-rays and the Jets didn't see it on the x-rays, probably hard to see on the x-rays. A lot of bones in your foot. Sure. But they did find a broken bone, so that's part of what's been giving him trouble. During the operation. During the operation. So while they they're fixing Sorry, his folks, neck. while they're in his foot body. Yeah. Jesus. They found it. Um now, here's the situation as Elliot broke it down. So the Jets feel Dustin was fit to play and cleared because he was clear to play at the end of last year, even though, and this is at the end of last season, uh-huh. even though we all knew he was hurt going into the playoffs. And that was, was his an ankle, wasn't it? And it was his ankle, but yeah. they cleared him at the end of the season. In his exit interview. Yes. Right. And he apparently didn't say much about how much it was bothering him, too. That's what their position is. Very hard. And then he made yeah. it clear to them over the summer that he was going to retire. Uh-huh. Now, his position... In this, just straight up, I'm retiring. Is that yeah. he was playing injured? Now, if that was the if that was the case, Winnipeg would have made it. So that's why I don't I, I believe Winnipeg that. says he made it clear to them that he was going to retire. Bufflin's camp is saying something different. That's what I'm exactly, yes. and that's why that's why there's a hole in this story because if that was the case, Winnipeg would have made a move for a right-handed shot defenseman this summer. Um, the not, fact, not gotten rid of Truba. <laughs> bingo. That's why I I believe that's. Total bullshit. Yeah, unless it's just clear that Truba was never going to resign. So, but even so, you make a trade for someone. Right, it can't right. be Neil Pionk. You don't go in with this. Yeah, no. you lose Myers, Bufflin, and Truba in one summer, and Pionk's your guy. I don't think That's so. That's pretty yeah. wild. Dustin yeah. Buff- Dustin's position apparently is that he was playing injured. He took all summer off to heal. He went to Winnipeg to play, but his ankle was bothering him too much. The surgery discovered the broken bone in his foot. So there's going to be now. The issue is. Oh, is this an Owen Nolan thing? I don't know. But let me let me let me explain this. Sorry. So the arbitrator, there will be an arbitrator brought in. He's oh. already lost out on 1.4 million dollars of his salary, and he believes that the Jets should still be paying him because technically he's suspended because technically he didn't show up. Yeah. And technically Winnipeg isn't allowed to say anything about this because it's there's a there's legal legalities in this. But it was it was painted as this was a more of a mental health thing. Now we're finding out that maybe it wasn't, and maybe there's a little bit of bad blood between what Winnipeg oh, expected out of him oh, and what it. his actual injury is. And apparently he does want to play. The question is, will he continue to play for Winnipeg? Because apparently there's some hurt feelings, and an arbitrator is is going to get involved. And 
rule on whether or not he should be paid and when that pay should start. Yeah. So I think he wins the argument of should he be paid? Yes, because he hasn't retired. It's his ankle. Well, he hasn't, he hasn't retired. And he hasn't so retired. The, so he, at very least, should be on LTIR. The question, and what Winnipeg will probably fight, is when does he start getting paid? So this so is how much money are they on the hook for him? It's interesting, because I, I guess he didn't go about it properly, mm-hmm. technically Which, speaking. And you have to and do that. if he didn't, then Winnipeg has a strong case. Right. So it's, oh but boy, But if he doesn't murky. know that yeah. there's a broken bone in his foot, who knows? Yeah. All he knows is that like they clearly life play. sucks and playing hockey sucks more. Right. If he showed up and he says I'm ready to play at training camp and then he goes to surgery and then his foot's broken, then it's like, okay, maybe you owe him the money. But if he was wavering on his decision to play, if they didn't know if he was actually injured and he was going to have the surgery, then it's like, okay, then Winnipeg doesn't have to pay. It's so very me, interesting. Let me th- this reminds me of two things. One, when Crosby was going through his horrible concussion saga in like mm-hmm. 2011 or whatever. Part of it, I think, was due to a misdiagnosed mm-hmm. or a missed uh, neck issue. Mm-hmm. And there were rumors that he wanted out of Pittsburgh okay. because he's like, I don't trust you. Yeah, their trainers, they got that reputation where everybody just make fun of the trainers. But like, yeah, cause and they they're still mis- like the most injured team in the world. Yeah, they're misdiagnosed like a couple injuries around that time. And they have been for like 15 years. Yeah. It's wild. Um, so th- there was that. Reminds me of that. The Owen Nolan thing I brought up. The Leafs had Owen Nolan through the 0506 lockout, and I want to say he should have made like six million bucks or something like that. And the Leafs were basically arguing that they didn't owe it to him, and he's like, "Well, but I was injured. But I was <laughs> injured, even though there was a lockout, no, not, not 0506, 0405. Uh, even though there was no hockey to be played, I was hurt. So you owe me that six million bucks, and mm-hmm. I think they had to go to an arbitrator. Mm-hmm. Uh, Do you remember how that ended up? Uh, I don't. I think no. how how this ends up is what, that. Sorry, and sorry. What was what complicated it extra is I think it would have affected the brand new salary cap, and it would have basically been like they don't have a six million dollar player when the cap was like forty two and a half million. Right. Yeah. It's yeah. It. I think the Leafs got lucky with whatever the outcome was. I think what happens here, and this is on knowing nothing. Right. This is I. I know what I told you, mm-hmm. but I bet what happens here because uh, because he didn't go through the technically speaking go through the proper protocols or whatever, he probably loses the one point four million he's owed already. But then the arbitrator says you have to unsuspend him, and he goes on LTIR. Hmm. I bet there's some sort of now maybe he maybe he's owed half of that or something like that. And like, if I'm the arbitrator, one point four million dollars is a lot to lose out on. Yeah, so Winnipeg true. does owe him some amount of that. But the fact that he is suspended is, to me, that's that's an issue. Even if if he is undecided, even if he's undecided, then you put him on some type, some sort of long long term injury reserve, or because because that's that's the, the what the rules state. There's no actual reason other than him not reporting for right. him to be suspended. Well, and and then it's the reason I didn't report is because I was clearly injured and you missed the injury. Mm-hmm. And And they're going to rule for the player always on this, by the way. Oh boy. The player the player gets the favor in this and they should. It's always looked weird since this story first came out that 
he was suspended, and we had really no idea why. And he's just walking away from all that money, like yeah, pain. It's Sixteen million dollars, by the way. Eight million this year. Eight million. Yeah, next there's year. no way. That's, that's something you fight over. That's, well, that's why no. people are like, "Oh, he likes fishing." I'm like, "I'm sorry, no. I don't." <laughs> yeah. He funny also likes sixteen yeah. million dollars. <laughs> I, I like fishing with sixteen more million dollars in my bank account. Right? Oh, he's made fifty million. Yeah, well, he could make sixty-eight. Yeah, because <laughs> even if he's injured, just go on the LTIR and you yeah. get your two checks. Like, yeah. he didn't have to go fishing. This isn't so that's Tim why it was Thomas, always so weird. This isn't Tim Thomas randomly disappearing into the woods. No. This is Dustin Bufflin leaving uh, millions and millions and millions of dollars on the table when just yesterday he was a great hockey player. Right. Right. You know what I, I mean? think the way they handled his injuries last year, and I'm sure more will come out, because he only played 29 games, I'm sure there was some sort of issue there. And that can happen between athletes and teams. It does happen. Um, and I don't know, you know, I bet, I bet Winnipeg would tell you, well, hey, we tried our best and we missed some stuff and sometimes we screw up and, and I bet sure. that that, I bet that that could be true. I don't think but, he's played his last NHL game. I do think he's played his last game. As I think jet. it's, yeah, I think so too. Yeah. I think he's eventually you cross the bridge where you're not going back. Yeah. In which case the Leafs should go right after that. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Oh my God. Would that solve a bunch of issues? I mean, it would. he'd fit right in. He takes a shitload of penalties. But, <laughs> but, uh, but uh, I think would, he would look great. He'd be great. He does at least shoot right handed and be mean to people. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how the hell they would afford we'll flip him. Flip you a Cody Cece yeah. for that. How about you? Re- oh, Adam. <laughs> what if the I deal didn't even was, have anything to say? What if the deal was you have to go live in Winnipeg for a year and do a JFRs for a full year, and the Leafs get Bufflin? I would make that sacrifice for this fan base. Wow. <laughs> a healthy Bufflin. Healthy Bufflin. I would I would do also, that. Also, Winnipeg's not bad. I think Winnipeg's a lot yeah. more fun than people give it credit for. Like because the, the weather I've is so been. extreme there, they've learned how to have a really good time. Oh, okay. From what I understand, the club scene is quite fun. From my radio friends in Winnipeg, they've they've told me that it is just outrageously fun. Is it? So, the, do you see the same thirty people at the club every weekend? I don't think so. Okay. It's too big for that. But but is, like, look at what is happens. Is there a lot of to, people in the pack? I heard a small. Uh, oh, no. Seven hundred, eight hundred thousand, I think. Okay, yeah, like Mrs. Augie. Yeah, it's more Mrs. Augie size. Guys, I, uh, I think we got to postpone the show. Why? Oh, it's it's just apparently I got to verify something uh, to avoid my bank account getting suspended. Oh, did yeah, you get a text I, message? I got a text message from a six four seven number. What do they say? From, Steve? I got a. T- I got a a message from a clearly a cell phone mm. that telling me that oh no you know the one thing I know about banks is they really like to text you should I call them <laughs> yeah call them I'm gonna call them I just wanna see how it goes I don't think it'll go through though cause I think a lot of that is there's some sort of program with that put it on speaker okay in yeah, the yeah, microphone. Call oh put it in the mic front yeah. of the mic front of the mic come on <laughs> Come on, I gotta get this issue sorted out. It's really important. Good content. This is really good content. If something happens, it'd be really good content. It would be. Wouldn't it if be something, good? Yeah. They're not gonna pick up. I hope Come on. It's probably a computer program. I have screamed with these people before. Uh, you know, that solved a lot, I'm sure. I'm sure it stopped them dead in their tracks. It did, actually. <laughs> From that they particular... They never ripped anyone off ever again. Well, it stopped... <laughs> okay, sorry. It stopped the problem for me. <laughs> they stopped calling me. Yeah, true, true. As yeah. I said, watch out for scams, people. Now, uh, crazy game between the Pens and Oilers. It could have gone really either way in overtime, especially with Latang missing that shot. But then with Leon... Again, Steve, you mentioned this earlier. Leon Dreisaitl... 
It's a if cheat you, code, if three you, on three. Well, if you want to watch how Leon Dreisaitl and Connor McDavid have have dragged this team oh. to a winning record, watch Leon Dreisaitl race the puck off the ice in overtime and score that goal. That is the that that gif right there is the whole season in for Edmonton so far. Unrivaled it's duo in the NHL. Unbelievable. Unrivaled. And yeah, I, I don't know Edmonton's obsession with the Leafs. Oh, it's because um it's because we're the it'd be like it'd be like Chicago and New York. You know, like Chicago's got this thing about New York where like if you ask people for Chicago, oh, you really? go to Chicago and they'll be like, Isn't it so much better than New York here? And you'd be like, No, Chicago's uh, just great. All these streets are New York New York, LA. New York, LA. You yeah, think? I don't yeah. think New York and LA compete with each other, do they? I think I think LA people look at New York people a different way. Oh, okay, yeah. fair enough. Well, it's just I just okay. uh, I just know that like Take your word for it. Um, <laughs> like Chicago's great, New York's great, they're great. Yeah. Well, but, and, but and I'm like, this... man, we're playing the Flyers. Like, focus. Like, yeah. I don't know. I don't. I, don't, I think I don't it's get because. It. Again, it goes back to who wouldn't want to take a shot at the Leafs? Who wouldn't want to take a shot at Toronto fans? We make it They're the so Death Star again, easy. Eh? We make it so oh, easy. We're obnoxious. We really do. Of course they want to take shots at us. Of course. Um, but We're there was deuce. a funny moment yesterday at Scotiabank Theatre where I was... Remember I selected the All-Star team? Yeah. And the, Oh, that's not fair. So I clicked random and I landed on the Oilers. And then we all bursted out laughing. Ah, we forgot. We were playing threes. Oh, yeah. And I'm winning. Dry saddle McDavid Neal. As soon as I realized I only needed three players, I'm yeah. like, oh, I win. Now Mike Smith made over fifty saves last uh-huh. night, which was great. For Holy him. cow. Yeah. He pulled a Mike's uh Mike Smith game out of yeah, his hat. He's uh he does that. He does that. It's he okay. he couldn't well, do it for how Calgary. Hard did Except for Calgary ha- like their offseason was so bad. Oh. Well, hang on. We're not getting to Calgary. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry. First, we're going to talk. Underratedly bad offseason. First, yeah, yeah. we're yeah. going to talk. We'll get to Calgary next because, of course, I always put Calgary and Edmonton together. Uh, and we do have They're a the same. <laughs> the same. They're the same. Same place. Uh, uh, Ken Holland is actually going over to Finland to watch Jesse Pugliarvi in a tournament that's coming up. Oh. Now, it's interesting because there is interest, and this is according to headlines, interest in Pugliarvi is heating up. And the Oilers are still trying to say, but, like, you could come play for us. We've had a really good start. Pugliarvi's position is no. And the Oilers are right. They are right. To they are right. doing that? But I also think, think, so? yeah. I also oh, yeah. think there's a point at which... Maybe with Bufflin, too. It's like, you know what? I just don't trust you anymore. I don't care who's in yeah. charge there. It's the same ownership, <sighs> I and I know. don't care. I know. And, and so I don't really blame him. But, boy, he sure would look good on this team. If if they played him in the role that he should be in. Don't put him on the fourth line. <laughs> don't make him a grinder. Put him next to Connor or Leon or Nugent Hopkins. It's I, Well, Ken Holland is doing the right thing here. He's... He's not letting Jesse completely dictate everything, but he's also showing him that he's a priority. Mm-hmm. Listen, last regime didn't make you a priority. I am coming to Finland to speak to you. Jesse hopefully uses the cards that he has, which is, listen, I'm perfectly happy playing here. Uh, so if you don't trade me, whatever, I'm happy to stay here. Then hopefully the conversation gets to a place where, okay, if I'm going to return to Edmonton, here's what it's going to look like. Hmm. You're going to get me a Finnish teammate that I can actually talk to. <laughs> I didn't, you know what the Leafs did recently that sort of went under the radar until Scott Wheeler pointed it out? Uh, Nick Antropov got hired as a skills consultant for the Marlies. And that I was, was like, what? That was a good pickup by Scott. Yeah. I was like, whoa, yeah. I, I didn't even, so. And that's from Mikhaev, right? Yeah, no, Igor oh, Korshkov. Korshkov. Sorry. Korshkov, Igor yeah. Korshkov 
who is supposedly Kazakhstani, which I did not know. I thought he was Russian. Um, yeah, they brought in like the one Kazakhstani leaf ever mm-hmm. to talk to him. And Antropov lives here. He lives in the GTA. Yeah. Like they the signed place for the Gens. They absolute perfect. Like you're telling me there's no Finnish alumni ever the Oilers could have brought in. To Yari, make Bully Yarby's life a I little mean, Yari easier. Curry might be a good pick. Everybody else from the Oilers is there <laughs> from the 80s. Well, Anybody! Everybody from yeah. the Oilers, except for Yari Curry, currently works for the Oilers. Like, so, right? Like, you got Gretzky, you had coffee, you had... Uh, who else is still working for the Oilers in a consultant so role? you're going to get me a Finnish teammate. And you're going to get me, you know, maybe you hire this random friend of mine who's a whatever consultant, make up some friggin' shitty title... I get to play these minutes. I want to be on the power play. Like mm-hmm. he, he. Those are the cards that he holds. And if you're the Oilers, you got to think about well, it because you, you're not going to win that trade. How could you, um, if if you're Edmonton, how could you not put him in those positions anyway? Like he shouldn't even have to ask. He's very clearly yeah, good enough to them. be in all those positions. Yeah. Yeah. That's on the previous regime. That is on the previous regime. Yes. And the previous coaches, yeah, both yeah. coaches. Ken Holland's doing the right thing, showing Puljujarvi that he's a priority. Yeah, but I do think. I think he gets traded anyway. I think he's done. Uh, but the Rangers apparently are the team that really wants him. And boy, that would not be nice <laughs> with Capocacco. That's what they just become the New York Vultures. <laughs> like they just yeah. they just soar over all these teams, and all of a sudden, oh, your college free agent doesn't want to resign with it. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> and they swoop in, and well, who doesn't oh, want to live in New York? You got a disgruntled European. Ah! They could sell them on the city. Mm-hmm. Who I, doesn't want to live in New York? I and mean, then you bring in some random Finnish anybody, and there you go. Yep, yep. Um, now, also, staying in Alberta for a second. Uh, I'm not sure if you saw last night, but uh, Columbus and Calgary were playing. Cole Sherwood uh, came I've off the never bench. Never heard of. <laughs> never, yeah, spelled K-O-L-E, by the way. I believe it. Uh, took a shot. Goalie saves it. Cole tries to dig it out. And Milan Lucic lands a punch right in his mouth. Like, With the glove on. Socked him. And, and kept you know going the, whistle, down too. the whistle hadn't gone? Oh, no? And when he went to dig yeah. out the puck? It was... So I idiot. see... Hold it, on, by the way, just a heads up. Lucic was suspended two games. Two games. Happened. So I see there two players trying to do their job. There's Cole Sherwood mm-hmm. trying to dig the puck out during a play that hadn't stopped. Yes. So I'd only seen the gif. I hadn't heard. So I'll take your word for it. Yeah. Play hadn't stopped. All right. Yeah. It's like bang bang, but it hadn't gone. Sure, but that's his job. Yeah, is to continue to try uh, to, to score, score goals, to play the game of hockey and yes. score a goal. Now, a bunch of people rightly pointed out, "Hey, can't dig at the goalie." So, no, even if it's legal, like if it's during play, mm-hmm. I totally, you know, you put him in a headlock, maybe you give him a the stinky glove. No, Steve. You punch him in the face. Even a little cross check. All sorts of things that we see any given play. Lucic hauled <laughs> off and glove on, drilled him. It's an idiotic play. Call yeah, it what it is. It, it, okay, you stick up for your goalie. Totally. I'm on board. <laughs> on board. You, you, can't, you can't do that. Yeah. You can't <laughs> glove on. Drip, like, and that doesn't Falcon make you a tough guy. The guy no. in the face. That doesn't make you That's tough. That makes you a sucker. Of tough guy. Yeah. Makes you and and yeah, and I know and Lucic did Calgary a big favor though by by getting suspended. I'm not kidding. He is a drag, drag on that team. He has three assists in 16 games. Oh yeah. How close? How close are they uh, to the cap though? Calgary? Yeah. Mm. No. Now hold on. When you get suspended, 
does it not still count against the cap? It counts against it the cap, yeah. and that player needs to be replaced. Mm-hmm. Right? So if you Hold don't on. have to call anyone up to do it, fine. I, it's only two games, mm-hmm. so it probably doesn't affect Calgary. But, like... Calgary so, is projected... Ha- Calgary's one of the teams not... Uh, that is just... They are 19,000 under the cap. Wow. So they... Yeah, they wouldn't be able to call someone up. Nope. Hopefully they have a couple spares on the roster. I assume they do. But the Leafs, like, people were talking about, like, oh, they might have to play shorthanded or they might have to play without spares. So they cannot get suspended. (laughs) Like, there's another reason, by the way. So the Leafs knew how cap-strapped they would be. Dude, if Kadri gets suspended, they can't afford it. If he gets suspended, which he just does all the time. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. I love him, too, but don't pretend like he doesn't. If he gets suspended, they actually cannot afford it. Hmm. So you're looking at, I don't know, do we play 15 players tonight? <laughs> but this situation just goes back to how bad of an offseason did Calgary have? Well, that Neil trade is a disaster. Yeah. Um, and, and that Neil signing was a disaster. It was a disaster before we realized he would work this but well I, with Edmonton. I thought, yeah, it was a disaster the second they made it. It was, it, a, it was we terrible. We were talking about it like, well, you know, he might get back to like 15 goals. <laughs> Dude. Yeah. I mean... This is a player, and we said this, we've, we've talked about this like two episodes ago. This is a player that regularly scored 25 goals. He had mm-hmm. one season. He's going to hit 15 by where he Christmas. Didn't. Yeah, by but December. He had, but he had one season where he didn't. Mm-hmm. And, and that was, that was enough. Year and with Calgary. But again, and then I go back to this. Bill Peters consistently puts Lucic on the ice as the sixth man every time Calgary pulls a goalie. I, I'm sorry, but I've got some questions about Bill Peters, man. Mm-hmm. I got some questions about his performance in Carolina. I got questions about why Calgary needed him so badly when they were looking for a coaching change. It had to be Bill Peters. They didn't go after anyone else. Why was it Bill Peters? It was set in stone before Carolina had even finished Game 82 that Bill Peters was going to be the Calgary head coach. Why, though? And to That's get, what I've never been... And to listen, get the goaltending that they got in the playoffs, and no offense to Colorado, who... I mean, as a legitimate cup contender, when they're healthy, oh my god. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, seriously. The last year's Calgary Flames, on paper, should destroy last year's Colorado Avalanche. They had 90 points. Mm-hmm. 90. That's it. Squeaked in. Squeaked in. Now, hot end of the season, fine. Yeah. But to get the goaltending that they got out of Mike Smith and to lose, mind-blowing. Well, and mind-blowing. Calgary is in the second wild card spot right now. They've played... the To get into... Leafs West... Yeah, to are they get not? to get in yeah, they are, 100%. To get into the Central Division's top 3, they need I mean they're tied with Colorado for points, but Colorado's played two less games. Yeah, Adam, take a gander at who's at the bottom of the Pacific. Take a gander at who's at the b- bottom of the West. Boy, take Ottawa. a gander at Ottawa's who's having t- a good year. <laughs> yeah, take a gander at who is tied for second last in the entire league. Wow. San Jose, 4-10 and 1. That's rough. They have lost at least 5 straight. I've got the Sportsnet thing up. And it says last. It doesn't do last ten. It is last five. I should pull up the NHL, but I would love to. They've see. lost five in a row. Three, six, and one in the last ten. Yikes, buddy, buddy, bad. That's awful. Bad. And I know St. Louis Blues were in last place in January, and they ended up winning a cup. Okay, yeah. But at some point, you have a start that's so bad. You, I listen. I don't think you, you make or miss the playoffs in October, November, whatever. But it is possible to dig a hole so bad that you can't crawl out of it. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, you're three, four, and three well, every, in your first ten. But okay, that's different but from Saint 07 Louis. and one. People will say, but St. Louis. <laughs> Dude, St. Louis wasn't that far behind the pack. 
Well, they were last at one. They point. were last, but like it's like how the Leafs they they were the the best last place team <laughs> of the last In ten it, years yeah. or whatever. Like they weren't catastrophically behind the pack. Uh, and neither were the Blues. The Sharks are getting there, man, and the Sens are. Who's having a better tank than the Sens right now? Yeah, they're, they're having fun. They're, they're, pressure. They themselves are in last, and a team whose pick they possess is in second last. They're having a good time. It's awesome. <laughs> so they could have two picks in the top three. And Detroit's looking like, how do they do it? <laughs> this well, is so unfair. Well, first off, you don't re-sign all your bad veterans uh-huh. until they get worse and worse and worse. Va- re-signing Vanek for three years in a row. Come on. Can I? Can, can I play? Was like, uh, yeah. Come on. Uh, Stanley in November Stanley Cup bet. Okay. Ooh. I'd Sharks? like to I'd like to say it before they start taking off. The Nashville Predators this year are going to win the Stanley Cup before they before they take off. Before they get even better. Why I was you, about to say what? Why do you say that? Yeah, why do you say that? Two words. Pecarina. Seven and zero. Nine twenty save percentage. That's the guy you want. That's the guy well. I'm backing this year. What a weird that's a, goalie. That's a good horse to back. I think I think the I, I think, think he's on year. his good year year. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> Next year he'll be bad again. Bobrovsky, it's him and Bobrovsky alternate. So Bobrovsky's having an awful year. Next year Bobrovsky will be a Vesna candidate and Rene will be awful. That's just the way it works. Anyways, I like how they're looking. Uh, who is it? Nick Bonino. Eleven points, fourteen games. How is Nick Bonino? I don't know how they're doing it. Matt Duchesne's looking great. Colton Sisson's having a great year. Boy. Just all these guys who are guys, just putting it together. Guys. You know? Yeah. There's like Nick Benito is just a guy, but he has eleven points already. But with with goalies, we are seeing a bit of a throwback to the nineties where with the exception of three or four guys, you don't know who's good on any given night. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know John Gibson's good. He's gonna be great every night. But uh, Pecorine. Pecor I'm trying to I'm trying to think of a nineties equivalent of this guy. I mean I would compare Pecorine to Pecorine. <laughs> <laughs> He's like jacked Mike Smith mm-hmm. a little bit. Really tall Jonathan Quick. Mm. He either can't stop a damn thing or he's unbeatable. Jonathan Quick, who's fallen off the face of the earth this season. It's okay. They only have him for, what, six more years? Oh, yeah. Is that really the deal? Who signed that deal? Was that uh, Dean Lombardi? Probably. Uh, it smells like a Dean Lombardi contract. But how? I don't know if it could have been because that... The maximum he could have signed was eight. When was Dean Lombardi let go? Uh, I can't Had remember. Had to be more than two years ago. Can't remember. But, I mean, it was also difficult to justify not giving him eight years because, dude, I won you two cups. Like, won you two cups. It was me. I did it. <laughs> oh, those stats it might be the Roman stink Yossi in thing. the regular season. The Roman Yossi That's thing. so weird yeah. because I allowed negative two goals a game <laughs> throughout the, the playoffs. playoffs. Yeah. Like, what a weird Just find goalie. a new regular season goalie. Goalies are um, fun. Did you see the Adam Lowry hit? Adam Lowry just came back from a suspension for a hit to the head, and then he hit Alex Tuck last night in I a game. I did not. So it, it was a collision that... Isn't Tuck just coming off injury, too? Yeah, he was. Gee. And so... <laughs> So interesting. Let me see if I can find it. And there's no, I'll a, pull it up. Yeah. You'll pull it up? Yeah, if Jesse will pull it up here. But um, Jesse, pull it up. It's one of those hits where I feel like Lowry, even if it wasn't an intentional headshot, he did make head contact, so that means it's a hit to the head. But uh, the refs didn't really call anything, so the next face-off, Ryan Reeves is out there, and Adam Lowry has to face him. <sighs> yep. And it was a pretty even tilt. Sure. But the reason I bring up Ryan Reeves is to bring up a tweet from Evander Kane, which is... A response to Ryan Reeves from two weeks ago, who Ryan Reeves, Evander Kane is just getting on Twitter now to talk about it, which he tweeted this afternoon. 
So oh, look, look at the hit Jesse's first. showing me the hit. I'll show you the fight, too, if you want to see it. Oh, it's from behind? Here, can I see that one no, more time? Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Ah, he does get him right in the melon. Yeah. So I, whether or not it was intentional That's or not, not it's a still a hit to the head. No, it's oh. on the it's on Eesh. the more borderline side of things, but it is direct to the head. Eesh. And Lowry's uh, not Lowry, sorry. Tuck is sort of his head's down. He's reaching a bit, but like yeah, again, it's not good when you just sandwich a player's head. It's a little bit on the nose, isn't right. it? It's a little bit. Yep. Here's what the hit was. Yeah, it's tough. Especially after the game after he gets suspended. Right. And Sorry. then there's the tilt if you want to see it. Sure. Ooh, fan angle. <coughs> Sorry. Getting punched by Ryan Reeves must suck. I think it hurts. Yeah, you know what? Okay, Lowry, you know. Yeah. He he did what he had to do. Okay, I know I have to fight you, and he didn't get his ass kicked. Yeah, it's a real NHL fight. Yeah. That's not a staged fight. Right. Now, Evander Kane, this the reason I bring up Reeves is because Reeves, I think, made fun of Evander Kane in the WHL when they used to play each other. There was some sort of thing, and I'm going to pull it up. Is Reeves that young? Well, he, Reeves, uh, hold on. No, no, no. Don't look it up. Sure. No. no. Let me find this insult because I think it's important. Well, he said Reeves just keeps insulting Kane. So who knows when it's from? It's from uh, late September. They're not in the same weight class, those two. So. I don't know why Kane keeps going them. <laughs> they would never fight in the UFC, put it that way. Right. Reeves has got like at least 50 pounds on Kane. And they don't like each other. No. But uh, I'm trying to look at this. Um, what did he say about the WHL? Anyway, there was some sort of chirp about the WHL. And about Reeves said um, something along the lines of when we played in the WHL, Evander did this and it made Evander look bad. So, uh, so Evander has now <coughs> like a month later come out and and tweeted him back he's trying to yeah so he's just waiting and so basically make a social he asked the same thing that (laughs) that you just asked he said he said at revo uh seven five maybe it's one too many hits to the head question mark you never played a single game against me in the whl believe me have to start calling you mr rogers for all this make believe you spit and so shut up (laughs) <laughs> Terrible. God, that's so weak. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Rogers? So they only That's put, who you picked? So Reeves oh only uh, Evander Kane only played eight games for the Vancouver Giants in 06-07. That was the only year they could have crossed over in the WHL because that was Reeves' last year in the WHL with the Brandon Weekings. And then okay. he went to Alaska to play in the E that next year. So there was only oh, eight games. He's an E guy. He's an E guy. Okay. And an A guy. Um, so I guess there would have only been like eight games where they could have crossed over and they didn't play. So it's interesting because there was some sort of chirp around that and I can't find it for some reason, but it was very funny that (laughs) they just hate each other so much. (laughs) And it's great. It's great. Like I loved, I loved seeing the Joel Ah. Embiid, uh, Carl Anthony Towns stuff. I got it. Okay. So, um, they asked him on Sportsnet After Hours. (laughs) <laughs> with Scott Oak. They asked Kane. They asked Reeves about Kane. This was okay. a while ago. They said, <clears throat> uh, they said, where did it start, basically? And he said, well, it might be like longer than nine years ago. We didn't like each other in junior. It started kind of early in my career. Him running around, and then I challenge him, and he's always gonna, he always says he's going to beat me up, but he never fights me. It was just constant chirping, 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 never doing anything about it. 
Kane then responded to Reeves today saying, hey, we never played each other in the WHL. <laughs> so uh, That's kind of funny. So that's funny. But right. I give the the W to Reeves on this because um, look at who he's playing for versus who who's Kane, Kane's playing for. And Kane leads the Sharks yeah. in goals this year. But the Golden Knights are at least in the second wildcard spot right now. Kind of funny. I, I love the rivalry between those two guys. I really do. Hey, how do we feel about the Preds throwback jerseys? Oh, they're terrible. The throwbacks to the time where there was no throwback because they were a 90s team. They're every shitty throwback jersey. Ooh, I don't our name but in cursive. <laughs> like, no, it's you know terrible. What? Somebody at the event the yesterday. The yellow jets. That's what they look like. Somebody at the event yesterday said um, what would have been much better is if they the crest on the side. I don't know if you saw the crest on their shoulder. No. Was the. the they tiger? reinvented the Predator jersey logo. Okay. And The Sabertooth Tiger? The Sabertooth Tiger. Yeah. If that had been on the side, then it would have been much, much better. Dude, you have a, a an ancient mammal as your logo, and it should always be your logo because it's so incredibly badass. Yeah. Oh, I don't, I don't care how you got to reimagine it. Oh, it's sideways, and now we're gonna make it dead on. Don't make it cursive writing. <laughs> okay, so uh, somebody like responded, everyone else. Somebody responded with a banner of the uh, Nashville Predators, like one that they they should bring up to. Um, Put up in the rafters, and it yeah. says "worst use of Microsoft Microsoft Bush script" because <laughs> that's no. the font. <laughs> Dude, it's terrible. It's terrible. It's, oh, you're Jesse showing me right now. It doesn't even. Uh, uh, name tags hockey was pointing this out. Like it doesn't even look well placed between the lines. No, <laughs> no, it doesn't. Oh, it's cursive and it's diagonal cursive. Uh, you know what sucks about it is like the yellow laces and this. Like that's actually a nice jersey. What are you doing with that writing? Yeah, they just screwed up the entire middle portion of it. What are you, the Tennessee <laughs> Bruins? Like what? What is that? Yeah, it's weird. It and even the stripes at the bottom. That's a Bruins jersey. You could easily, in cursive writing, put Boston Bruins, Bruins. and it's a Bruins jersey, <laughs> or Pittsburgh Penguins, and ugh, the NHL, man. Um, you were, you know what sucks, is at the beginning of the year, I was talking about, we were really, the NHL was really on a roll with these third jerseys, the the outdoor jerseys for the Jets, mm. and the Flames the were Flames so was, good. That, that should just be their jersey. There were so many other yeah. uh, really good alternates that came out. I'm trying to remember them all, but they were so good. We were really on a roll. Uh, Can I be honest with you about press. something? I'm really tired of the alternate jersey thing. If it's good. It's no, I'm be just good. tired if of it. it. Fans love it, though. I know, I know, I know that. I'm just saying me. Okay. Steve doesn't like numbers and NHL contracts. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like. Oh, we all got our thing, I guess. You know what I like? I like the fucking Yankees. The Yankees Whoa. have never changed. Here's they our jersey. Pinstri- Here's our jersey. They're an You're Italian new- restaurant where you can't say no pepperoni. You can't change. This is our pizza, dick. This is it. <laughs> this is our jersey. Yep. And I know the Leafs. Everybody's going to be like, well, the Leafs have had many, and you have a couple of them. I know. I'm done now. I'm done. I don't think, like, I know this is a fad and a trend, mm-hmm. but I do think it waters down the importance of the logo itself. I really don't think... I think, there and I'm rarely are coming out with an alternate this year too. I, I know I am rarely alternate a traditionalist, logo. and I, I also don't like the Leafs. Uh, if if that's the the logo that they're coming out with, like the T O, I think that? it's awful. I don't think that's a real. I think that's I somebody sure mocked, mocked it's that up, and but, that got spread on Reddit. And yet, like the Arenas thing's cool. The same Pat, I own a same Pat's jersey. Like I get it. The Aretnas. Well, um, you're actually throwing back to something. 
Yeah, because that actually happened. Yeah. Um, Wait, when were the Preds cursive? <laughs> well, the Preds didn't play in the 30s, right? And that's okay, but I just feel like um, I'm sort of done with this because I want... I, I'm rarely a traditionalist in anything, mm -hmm. but these jerseys should mean something. These jerseys should mean something, and I'm a big believer that... Like I'm glad the Leafs went back to the to the logo that they went to because it's the original logo, mm -hmm. right? With a few modifications, but right. that's what it always should have been. And the only reason it changed was because Harold Ballard was an asshole. But it was always going to be that logo if Harold ba if if Stafford Smythe. By the way, look this up. If Stafford Smythe doesn't lose the the Leafs to a, a shitty deal to Harold Ballard, that logo never changes to the shitty logo it was for 40 years. And I... For I, any Preds fans at, listening to this, sorry to cut you off, but for any Preds fans listening to this, imagine if the Preds just had the Tennessee Titans uh, <laughs> logo at center ice. Yeah. That's what happened to the Leafs for a while. Actually, it wouldn't even be the Tennessee Titans. Like, imagine they just had the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah, it was or or some local... The local... Hamilton Ticats logo was at center ice. Yeah, no, he's an asshole. Um, but I, I look at... Um, I look at these, these jerseys and go like, can we just, just enjoy the jerseys that we have? Like, why can't, I understand it's a sales ploy, but if you look at what jer like profitable, jer like the profit for jerseys is negligible for NHL teams. It's probably four or five million dollars. But it's not That's the team. Not... It's uh, it's it's brands like Fanatics who are making the money. I know. Like but they I think are trying crap. to sell the jerseys. I think to it make waters money. down the brand. I really do. Would Nike change their logo this many times? Nike no. has different paint for their logo, but Nike swoosh. is Nike. It's mm -hmm. a swoosh. It's a swoosh. Why? But Nike why does... would initiate city jerseys for all the NBA teams for so sure, they can sell they... thirty more jerseys every year. Right. It's just it's just sales. I, hate it. I fucking yeah. I don't hate business. You know? I don't I don't hate business. <laughs> I don't for the traditionalist in me. Yeah. And this is rare that it comes out. I don't like it. Leave the jerseys the way they are. But yeah, go make your money. And obviously, I have a few of them myself. I don't. I am mind. a hypocrite. Is, I don't mind. Oh, I mean, we all are. Yeah. Welcome to the Hypocrite Podcast. Um, <laughs> starring the, Steve Hypocrite. Starring, absolutely. Hey. Something. Um, <laughs> I I was trying to think of all the times I've been wrong, and there were too many, and my brain fried for a sec. I have no problem with alternates, but uh, the curse of... Uh, ugh, stop. Yeah. Stop. And it's for a Winter Classic game? Yeah. Well, that's so weird, because they never do that for that. Stop. It's boring. It's boring. Dude. You literally dug up a saber-toothed tiger skeleton when you were making your arena. How do you not base it on that? How do you not make it like some sort of cold, blizzard-ridden saber-toothed... I don't know, something, anything with the badass origin of your team and not just Nashville Predators in some sort of... Like, were those jerseys made on a cricket machine? You get the calligraphy from Michael's? I think it was just easy. It's boring. It is boring. Yeah. Um, apparently, Boston so apparently, <laughs> and this is this is kind of neat. Uh, there is, there there are drawings, and I don't know how official this is, but at NHL to Houston, um, has suggested that Canadian at a Canadian American conglomerate has committed to bringing the NH an NHL franchise to Houston. The NHL has no interest in this, but there is a conglomerate that wants this, and I'm sure there is. Whatever. Richard yeah. Petty made a great point. Um, and it wasn't about Houston. It was about supposedly there's oh, a, the second a, team a group who wants to bring another team to Toronto. Which is not going to have 25,000 seats. Every two years, every Markham, eight Markham, months, Markham. you hear it and they're like, oh, here's our thing. It's, it's, not, it's a $2 billion price tag. Mm -hmm. It's absurd. Before you even 
play a game that's yeah. $2 billion. Who's mm-hmm. going to do that? But he's like, he's like, I, I know you're going to fail because you went public with it. Yeah. yeah. Well, this has not gone public. This is just, they, they didn't mention who it was. But anyway. Remember Hamilton? Wh- hang on. Hang on. <laughs> Let me get to this. Let me get to this. Guys, guys. This is really cool. That would have bombed because so hard. They're, because they're right. The the actual arena itself is kind of a neat idea, and this is why this hope I hope this happened. It would be the first ever open air NHL arena concept. No! A retractable roof and an adjacent high rise business Texas? office. Well, okay, guys, it would just be like it, I'm sure they could figure it out. Oh yeah, I'm sure the technology's there. Yeah, I they just think it's outdoor, cool. They're gonna play outdoor games in hot weather climates. And they want to do one but, in Mexico City, yeah. so I'm sure they can figure it out in Texas. Okay, but, but like it's gonna rain. <laughs> that's why it's retractable, Steve. Oh, yeah. oh, it's, it wouldn't be completely open air. Retractable. Listen, we're at the end of the show. <laughs> I'm just I'm saying it's a sharpest. cool idea. I'm on the second and half would, of my back to back, and it would be even when it was down. Uh, and covered, it would still be a glass roof. Yeah, it'd be like a baseball. I mean, kind of neat. You know? How would you pull that up? I mean, well, yeah, because most cool of the games idea. are at night. But you'd see the sun go down yeah. and watch the hockey game. It'd be it'd like you neat. ever seen the Milwaukee Brewers where they play? Yeah, I uh, can't really think of it. No, no. Okay, a lot but of it's... a lot of baseball teams have. It's the, the Milwaukee new Brewers. <laughs> the new well, ones the, have stadiums. Well, there. the Jays oh, have okay. a retractable roof, so you've seen that. Yeah, right? you, you, I have seen that. The Rogers Center. Yeah, have you seen? Have you seen the Cowboys Stadium? It's got a it's got a significant glass portions. I believe Atlanta does too. Yeah, but the Hawks yeah. have a big window. Atlanta, no, yeah, Atlanta has like a little hole in the top. Yeah, it's yeah, weird. It's, they're yeah. a little different too. Yeah. But anyway, it's but kind it's, of a neat it, idea. It's definitely doable by the science. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm down. All I'm right. Down now for new. Let's let's talk about um, a couple things. First off, Easter seals. Yes. Yes. So. Oh, just yesterday. to recap yeah. the event. My goodness. Um, so yesterday. Um, man, surround yourself with good people. Mm-hmm. It's great; it pays off. You people, you uh, might call. well, I was I was gonna say you, Adam, and I was gonna say you, Jesse, um, and also Mike Schmidt. Uh, without you guys, I wouldn't have been able to pull off the event uh, at all. We went to Scotiabank uh, Theater. We played NHL twenty for three hours. <laughs> um, could have played for three more. Could have yeah, played for three really. easily. <laughs> easily. It's a lot of fun. Uh, I played threes with uh, someone against Jesse and someone, and we beat them. Um, you know, sorry, I just had to, no. just had to point that out. <laughs> Keep just, going. Had to, just had to point that out. Um, but uh, I auctioned off some jerseys and some other things, and people showed up, and we had the live stream up, and you guys were helping out with that. Uh, I believe about 13,000 people have seen the live stream now. Uh, Who knows how many people were there in person. And the amount of money we raised, it's still unofficial. Um, I think we made about $5,000 worth of like auctions at the event. Um, About $12,000 was donated just to my page during the event. Amazing. During those three hours. Uh, Donations of note... Um, Nick Gould again, another five thousand dollars, bringing his total up to thirteen. Uh, Mike Schmidt's whole family basically donated, and I haven't even—I don't have the brain power, or didn't have it last night to tally that total. So on top of um, like footing the bill for the theater, helping out with the actual stream itself, and then the donations—he's just an absolute angel that's been helping out with this. And uh, Natalie Olds, who made a very big donation last year, uh, this uh, just before I left for the show today, donated uh, $1,834.88 for Janssen Matthews Nylander <laughs> for that whole line. 
Wow. Which is something she did last year. Um, so at, now that everything's all said and done with the event, I have raised over $50,000. Um, our team has raised over $60,000. We're going for 69, but one, once we tally up all the money, cause like that's not even including the money from the event, we're going to be over $69,000. Um, Mike Schmidt is going to match the money that we made at the event. So that's going to wow. bring us up. Like I'm genuinely starting to think a hundred. Wow. I don't, I don't know if we'll get there. Um, but like eighties within reach. I think 90s within reach. Be great. It's wild. It's wild. So thank you so, so much to everyone who even watched the stream. If you've made a donation at any point, we're still taking donations, but I think I've bugged you enough and it's obviously worked. Hey, so I'm going to continue bugging you now, because it worked. Um, I hit my goal, my fundraising goal finally. Oh my God, of, of you 69, got like three 16, G's. Got three grand from one guy, Mahesh. And Mahesh said, listen, if I've donated three grand, that should mean that Adam has to eat a ghost pepper. And everybody at the event agreed. Now, I say that instead of eating it in this room. Yes, you eat it in the next room. No, no. I eat it on Thursday night show at Regulars Bar in Toronto. And I'll eat it to start the show. So the uh, first thing we do is uh, I'm going to have the pepper. No. And then I'm going to do an hour-long show afterwards. Nope. No, you're going to. That's what we're going to do. No. Adam, Adam, here, be quiet for a second. I need to have a quick conference right. with Jesse. That's a terrible idea, right? Yeah. That's a really bad so idea. So who, who doesn't want to show up to see that? No, oh. but we'll do it at the end of no. the show. We'll do it we're before it the, the game starts. We're doing it at the beginning. Well, see, just, here, we have just two versus one. Jesse, yeah. how do you want to handle the you and I show? Because Adam's going to be out of commission, and I don't think he realizes what he signed up for. <laughs> yeah, because if you eat it at the beginning, we're not going to have a show. Yeah, we will. How? I will I will fight through it. Yeah, I don't I'll know. They just got to play better without the puck. Yeah, I don't know. I think Willie's got the crown again. <laughs> That's going to be you. That's going to be your contribution to the show. I think, I think I'm going to be able to do it. Okay. I think we don't let you do that, and we do it towards the end. Adam, you're a grown man, a father even. Mm -hmm. You do whatever you want, buddy. Listen, <laughs> I think that people will show up at regulars for the show anyway, but mm -hmm. I think they'll want to see it, and they want to see someone grit their way through it. Oh, you'll and be I'm regular gonna, all right. And I'm going to grit my way through it. <laughs> okay. So there you go. Sure. Friday might be a bad day, but Thursday's night's going to be a lot of fun at Regulars Downtown Toronto. Okay, buddy. So we will see you there. <laughs> oh my God. We'll see you there. Uh, let's do the press conference quickly. Nah, we don't have any trivia. <laughs> That's okay. No. Do we have any questions? The Presser SDP. The Steve Dangle Press Conference. I can't even read that. My eyes are so blind. Question for Adam. Okay. This is from Slightly Underscore Imperfect. Only Slightly. Slightly imperfect. I'm curious to hear your thoughts on the German 8th Army from World War I. <laughs> Do you think their success was more due to, A, the withdrawal of troops under the direction of Hindenburg and Ludendorff, Ludendorff to prevent you got it right. overextension, oh, or B, are you, are you listening? This listening. is B, or B, the complete lack of encryption on the radio transmissions of the Russian forces. Uh, they're talking about Tannenberg. I don't know. They're talking about the biggest... <laughs> The biggest battle in the in the on the Eastern Front in the in 1914. Yeah, so what was their eighty thousand Russians surrendered because they were surrounded, um, and I think it absolutely had to do with both. I think you had 
superior command. It was A or B. And and you had Russians who literally were like, hey, we're going to go here. Cool? Cool. Okay, that's where we're going to go. No encryption in their radio. So the Germans were listening. And they're like, okay, they're going to go there. And that's where they went. And so the Germans were like, well, we'll see you there. And they surrounded them, <laughs> and and they took them over, and or they 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 and and it was disastrous for Russia. Absolutely disastrous. But which disastrous. one was more apparent to the? Uh, I'm gonna go report. with which one. The was only reason that you, yeah, I'm gonna go with um, uh, uh, superior command always. But yeah, it helped that they knew exactly where the Russians were gonna be, and exactly when, and exactly what their supply situation was, and exactly there was eighty thousand Russians there. But only 40,000 rifles because the Russians, like an enemy at the gates, which you see at the beginning, like in World War II and in World War I, they showed up and said, sorry, there's only enough rifles for half of you. What? So you carry the bullets, you carry the rifle. When he goes down, you grab him and... Uh, you and take his gun from his dead did. body? 100%. Oh, especially yeah, at the shit. Literally. Especially at the beginning of the war. Oh um, towards 1916, 1917, they started to get their shit together and then the Bolsheviks took over at home. But they they would actually do that. Yeah. Imagine you show up, show up to war. Oh, uh, we can't really give you an outfit so just wear your clothes we have no shoes and here's a rifle but yeah we're totally totally gonna go to war now yeah great idea you're so wasted on this podcast not no i'm not i'd be terrible in it you know how bad i am with details history is all about details that's true i would be awful awful i'd have to script everything oh dude i took uh i took a couple history courses in university and which were electives like what what a psycho like why, why would i do that it's, your elective is supposed to be your easy course. Yeah, I know. History's tough. And I'm like, oh, yeah, no, I'll take a 3,000-word essay, thanks. Um, but, no, I had a really hardcore professor in one of them who was like, listen, if you get uh, – so if it's 10 steps mm-hmm. for your answer and you get one of them wrong, all of your answers after that wrong one, including the right ones, are wrong. What the fuck? Oh, yeah. So, like, if you got up to four right and then you got number five wrong – Guess what? Four to ten. But because that's how history works, though. That's how history works. Because if you're wrong on the fourth step, you're wrong the whole way. Yep. Even even your assumptions are wrong. He's not wrong in that. And that's the thing. And I was like, cool elective. History is, yeah. Cool. I did the same thing. That's that's kind of, no, that's very interesting. The way he's teaching you Even if you're right, you're wrong. You're right for the wrong reasons. It's the reasons why in history that you need to. So that, I love history, but I have no interest in proving history. Mm -hmm. Proving history sucks. And I remember I, I walked into my first elective, which was history, because I was like, oh, I like history. I've always done well at it. And in, in Ryerson, and the uh, professor puts his books down and goes, you will spend, uh, at the end of the class, you will spend between 10 and 15 hours a week at the library in this class. And I said, well, that'll be the last time I'll be in this class then. And I went and dropped it. Yep. <laughs> I was like, yep, nope, see you later. I'm not doing that. I, I, will, not, I will not <laughs> succeed. I do not have the attention span. I had a buddy I who, like, it's good that you know yourself. His... Yeah, I knew myself enough at 18 to know yeah. that's not going to happen. I had a buddy who got on his computer during a class, dropped the class online during the class, and then just walked out. Good for him. It's like, what a legend. I should have done that. Why did I go to the registrar? I should have just uh, dropped it then. Excuse me, madam. Ring, ring. Yeah. No, it's very old school. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. But anyways, yeah. good times. That's fun. Yep. Uh, get right. in your history questions for <laughs> the history portion of the press conference. We'll be doing it live with Dan Carlin on Thursday. By the way, because Jeff, Dan Merrick Carlin. Got, yeah. Jeff Merrick got to do a Dan Carlin Q&A. He got to what? host one. He was on stage. I didn't even know Dan Carlin host... was in town. He was what? on stage what? hosting an event where he got to like ask Dan Carlin when? questions. When? Like, like last, last week. week. I'm so upset. I, no idea. <laughs> I would have been there in a heartbeat. <laughs> I should have told you. I couldn't go. I should have told oh, you. Oh, man. You yeah. knew. I knew. But Heathen. Traitor. Traitor. I'm By the worse. way. What would history say about Steve Dangle? It would not look favorably upon thee. Um, I also want to throw this out there. I 
have. Uh, I have a listened to. Uh, by the way, if you haven't listened to Dan Carlin's new series on hardcore history, it's about the rise of the Japanese Empire. Really fascinating stuff. So I finished that this weekend, and then I downloaded his new book. And boy, he's got a new it, book. His book is all about the end of the world, and the oh, various great. no the various incarnations of the end What's of the called, world Twitter? throughout human history. Sorry. No, it's about the it's about how it's called the end is always near and it's about how different societies viewed the end of the world and how they always thought it was coming. And it's so oh. fascinating. It's so it's so Dan Garland. So it's another podcast essentially. And it right. is just incredible. So download that book. Just amazing. Wow, look at this. Hardcore History Podcast host talks the end is always near with Sportsnet host Jeff Merrick 6:30 October 28th. Hmm. Hey guys. Steve knew. Yeah, sure. Tickets were that. only eleven dollars and Adam, do you happen to have eleven dollars and fifty cents? Uh, yeah. Do you have a way to get to Hot Docs in downtown Toronto? I think I could figure it out. He could have been there if he had just known the day and the time. Yeah, yeah, right. So you guys follow Jeff Merrick on Twitter? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah. Sounds like y'all I better be adults on text. <laughs> and take some responsibility for yourselves. You know what? I know I should have motivated you to go there, but you guys are $11 million players. You should just know. I want to bench you. You should. But also, like, you're fired. on Twitter at Steve underscore Dangle at Adam W-Y-L-D-E and at Jesse Blake. Brought to you by Panago Pizza. Order at Panago.com and stuff your face with deliciousness. Connection complete.